It gives people the chance to give up their firearms without being prosecuted for illegal possession. More from Carol Abercrombie. This is part of a national drive to reduce the number of weapons across the country. It follows new laws introduced in the summer which brought in greater restrictions on people previously convicted of a crime. They're now breaking the law if they possess a weapon. The police want to ensure the firearms don't fall into the wrong hands. David Cameron is facing a possible backbench rebellion when MPs vote on whether or not to retain the European arrest warrant. Some Conservatives fear the policy makes it too easy for UK citizens to be extradited on relatively minor minor charges. The mother of a man who's thought to have killed a woman in a cannibalistic attack weeks after being released from prison says he wasn't getting the treatment he needed for his paranoid schizophrenia. Matthew Williams died after police used a stun gun to stop him attacking Keris Yem at a hostel in Wales. The business leaders group, the CBI, is urging the government to do more to improve living standards for working families. It wants free childcare for all children between one and four. Joe Swinson is the Lib Dem Minister for Business, Innovation and Skills. The CBI is right to highlight the cost of childcare as an absolutely key issue for families struggling to make ends meet and also a key business issue because we need to be making sure that we are properly using the talents of parents in the workplace and not preventing them if they want to to be making that economic contribution and working, but find that the cost of childcare is prohibitive. In sport, Lewis Hamilton remains on course to win the Formula One world title, despite finishing second to championship rival Nico Rosberg in the Brazilian Grand Prix. Ultimately, it was my, my mistake, so uh, I made up for it, but, you know, lost, obviously uh, cost me the seven points. But it's OK, we've got uh, a lot more points in the next race. And the Harvardshire driver only needs to finish second in the last race of the season in Abu Dhabi to win the title. And Stevenage were held nil-nil at home by non-league Maidstone in yesterday's FA Cup first-round tie, but the Borough do join Milton Keynes-Dons, Luton and Wickham in tonight's second-round draw. The weather mostly dry with some sunny spells this afternoon, a maximum temperature 14 degrees Celsius, and you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash counties. Today on BBC Three Counties Radio. From nine. The JVS Show. With the big phone in, the hottest topic of the day and your consumer problems. From 12. Nick Coffer. With the Living Archive from Milton Keynes talking about the Milton Keynes book, Days of the Great War. From three. Roberto Peroni. I'm here with a roundup of the day's news, the latest travel and your stories. From six. Three Counties Sport. With a look back at the weekend's action and taking a look at the grassroots sport across beds, hearts and bucks. Today on BBC Three Counties Radio. Morning, guys. Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. It's Monday. It's four minutes past six. We've had a couple of a couple of lazy, sloppy weeks filled with illness. Very ill. Laziness. I've been very lazy. And sexiness. I've been very, very sexy. Back to normal, guys. No laughs here. Oh look, it's Catherine Boyle. <laughs> and it's Kelly Betts. Yay! You're very quiet, you guys. Hang on, hang on. Try now. Roosters. Hello. There we go. Hiya. That'll Hi. do. That'll do. That's fine. On the show this morning, just when you thought it couldn't be back, it is back. HS2 trauma. Stolen medals. And going, going. Gun. Gun. Boom. And we'll be playing songs from 1983, but what was the year? 
08459 455 555. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. So I found um, uh, one of Roberto's, one of Roberto's CDs, 1983, the, the, the rock and roll years, 20 of the year's greatest tracks. From rock 19... and roll wasn't a massive thing in 83. Do you remember it? the programme, the rock and roll years? That was the first of those, let's talk about the olden days, musicality oh. shows. Anyway, I used to like it when I was a kid. So, 1983 is the year, but what was the year? You can play at home. 08459 455 555 if you think you know the year. Was and it in... 1943? Interesting. The first song in the computer is this. Uh-huh. It's also on the CD, but we're not going to play that one. Uh-huh. We're going to play a song that I was actually going to play last week, and I didn't know if it would stand the test of time. Should we see? Well, I- I've pre-faded it. It stands the test of time. Well, let's see. Ladies and gentlemen, the Joe Boxers. Do you remember them? No. Oh. I used to like that song, and guess what, kids? I still do. 
Now, residents fighting plans to run HS2 through the Chilterns are being pushed to the brink with cases of depression, insomnia and suicidal thoughts. Well, according to BBC Inside Out, the struggle for compensation is affecting their mental health, with some telling the BBC South's Inside Out programme they're at their wits' end. We can talk now to the programme's presenter, John Cuthill. Morning, John. Morning. Uh, Why are some people feeling the pressure? Well, it's not just living uh, and fighting with compensation. It's living w- under the shadow of the of the scheme, in their words. HS2, of course, was announced five years ago. Government's now pushing that through for the plans of the South and North Railing, and hundreds of homes will be knocked down along the route. Now, their owners will be compensated, but it's the thousands of others living near the line who don't qualify, who are really starting to feel the pressure. Uh, Pauline and John Hughes, here's one example. They live 170 metres from where an underground tunnel will pass. Now, of course, they don't qualify for compensation, but the value of their home, they say, may have dropped by at least a third. And the stress feels for them, at the moment, overwhelming. I couldn't see the point in going on. I felt suicidal a couple of times, to the extent I thought I might do the Dignitas route. It is the first time, I have to say, it's the first time that we have talked about this and yes suicidal has entered my head as well seriously entered are the Hugheses alone in how they feel well that's the question we put to local gps along the route we wanted to know how far reaching the problem of h2 hs2 stress um, ha- has become and whether you can actually directly link link the two. Now, Kate Barnes is a GP in Great Missenden. You're going to be hearing more from her on your show after 7 o'clock. She's one of a number of doctors we've spoken to who say they're seeing more and more people with illnesses which they are linking to the stress caused by the high-speed rail project. Well, I've certainly had people who've come in and said to me that they've just felt life isn't worth living. There's nothing to live for any longer, this kind of thing. And I've um, got a number of patients who I've had to put on antidepressants who would never have dreamed of having to have that kind of support. And that's purely due to the effect of the stress of HS2. And having dealt with HS2 myself, John, I'm sure they, they stand up, took this one on the chest and uh, ad- admitted all everything that was going on and were happy to talk to you about it. Well, <laughs> of course, we, we did approach them for, for an interview. HS2 Limited, uh, set up, the company, obviously, as you know, set up to deliver the line, says it's acted legally and that's actually been upheld in, in court. Now, since 2010, there have been a number of public consultations about HS2 and the issue of mental health has been addressed in uh, something called the Government's Health Impact Assessment which was published in November 2013. HS2 Limited, however, despite our request, did decline the chance oh, of an interview. Oh, there's a surprise, John. So instead, in True Star, we got someone else to voice their statement for them, and this is what it said. HS2 will bring real economic benefits for communities up and down the country. However, alongside that, we do recognise the impact on people living close to the line. The government is offering a generous compensation package. We urge anyone who has a concern to call our help desk on 0207 944 4908 or go through our website hs2.org.uk There we go, that's the voice of HS2. Now in the, in the meantime of course the, the Hughes who we heard from earlier are trying to stay positive. They're hoping they'll qualify for new compensation packages which uh, will be brought in next year and they've both now seen a, a, the doctor. But like 
many others, they don't find it easy to actually ask for support. We're wartime babies. We haven't been brought up to think in terms of you've got to go and seek help, you've got to go and seek therapy, you've got to go and seek a psychiatrist and so on. We've been told you've got to get on with it. And again, as this interview has just has brought out, we keep things from each other, in fact, in our mental state. And that was the really touching thing, is neither of them knew how bad it had got until they, they spoke to us. More on uh, Inside Out. And as for you playing the box of beat, yes. you rotten swine, I spent the last 20 years trying to get that out of my head. I'm going to be singing that all day now. Well, well listen, I, it, it's about time it was put back in you. Doesn't it stand the test of time? <laughs> it does, actually. Yep. It does. It's a fantastic track, 1983. We're playing, we're playing Guess the Year, John. It is 1983, but do you know what year it was? Um, no. Uh, 56? Okay, it was close, but not close enough. John, thank you very much indeed. You can uh, go and... You can watch John on the telly if you want. It'll be on BBC South, Inside Out. You can get it in our region. You have to go and park in a certain street and wave your aerial in the right direction. Actually, I think you can do it with, um, like, with, with the Sky Telly now. You can watch anything. Yeah, I think you can. Technology's great. You can watch anything... Anytime, anywhere. Sometimes, if I'm feeling particularly, um, you know, sad and lonely, I'll, I'll watch BBC Look North. Won't. We um, uh, were in Hull uh, the other day. Oh, I loved those little uh, inserts. You watched BBC Hull. No, it wasn't BBC. It was the ITV version. Oh, gosh. You know, they do the main news and then yep. they do... Proper the, news, then and regional lockdown. And the news out. where you live. Yeah. She talked proper like that. I thought it was brilliant. She had a fag on. <laughs> she had a fag on. A pigeon. And a, 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 a brown ale <laughs> from a bottle. It wasn't even in a glass. Unbelievable. Isn't Hull, isn't Hull, it's easy to it not is. region. No, it's easy to not regions, and I, and I don't like doing it. But Hull is a right old dump, isn't it? I thought it was all right. What? I was expecting worse. Yeah. I thought it was all right. We went and had um, two... People pa- were friendly, weren't they? We went and had two paninis and um, um, a coffee and a Coke. 25 quid. But we did go to an exclusive bar run by a bloke who looked like a pub landlord. (laughs) It's obviously his wife's idea. Let's call it vanilla. Oh, no, it's not my thing at all. Well, now you've just named it. So now we're actually in legal trouble. (laughs) No, that was the pretend name of it. He was a nice fella. It was nice. I tell you what, guys, let's 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 just diss the rest of the country this morning, shall we? What, what, What parts of the country are rubbish? Coventry. Sorry? You can have Coventry. Why? What's your beef with Coventry? I went there once on a rag week thing with university. Yeah. And it was rubbish. <laughs> oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. Let's 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 name and shame the worst I parts mean, of the. I know still it's got going? a reason to be rubbish because yes. it got bombed out and that, but it's not sorted itself out since, as far okay. as I'm concerned. Okay, Kelly. I don't really think anywhere's that bad. Oh, I mean, I live in Luton, so anywhere other than here is. Is well, when nice. I said let's diss a region, I, mean, I didn't. I didn't mean diss where we're broadcasting. You plum. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Having a look at the cameras and it's looking quite quiet out there at the moment. So some roadworks in Hemel Hempstead on Leighton Buzzard Road. They're at Moor End Road. So that could cause some delays later on to your journey. Checking the speed sensors around and the A413 Amersham Road through Chalfon St Peter's looking quite slow southbound. That's on the way towards the M25. Having a look at the M25 and that speed restrictions and roadworks between Junction 25 for Enfield and Junction 27 for the M11 have all finished now. So there's four running lanes in both directions. So that should be running very nicely this morning and looking at speed sensors there's no problems at the moment on the M25 and no reports of any problems on the trains Samantha Breath BBC Three Counties Radio Thank you Samantha
6.16, it's Monday the 10th of November. I mean, Lee, these are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Residents fighting plans to build a high-speed rail link which runs through the Chilterns are suffering depression and insomnia, with some having contemplated suicide, according to research by the BBC. Bedfordshire and Hertfordshire Police are taking part in a national gun amnesty for two weeks from today. And Stevenage driver Lewis Hamilton... I just can't. BBC Three Counties Radio. Make love to me with your voice, Nick. Every weekday from 12, Nick Coffer brings you... The wickedly funny Anne on on Strictly Come Dancing. (laughs) Do do you know who the real Anne is? Great guests. Yes, the real Anne is an amalgam of all these things. We're all multifaceted. Jasper Carrot's career spans five decades. And then you had to wear a bow tie and you had to do jokes about silly Irishmen and and, and mother-in-laws. John Cleese is eating his microphone, aren't you, John Cleese? Delicious. Great music. Ow! In fact, I don't even think it had the horn part then. Great conversation. I always have said throughout my career, you know, you get me on board, I'll give you 100%. Have you still got it, Billy Ocean? Well, the audience seems to think I have. Nick Coffer, weekdays from 12 on BBC Three Counties Radio. And this is for Terry in Hemel. Morning, Terry! But what was the year? Yeah. One of them came up against me, I couldn't touch it, I was shocked. 
459 455 555 is the telephone number. We're playing Guess the Year. It's 1983, but what was the year? Now, Bedfordshire and Hertfordshire Police are taking part in a national gun amnesty from today. I'm always uh, interested in these gun amnesties, as to uh, gun and knife amnesties, as to whether they'll have any effect. Love to get your thoughts on that, please. Operation Calibre is what it's being called. It'll run for two weeks in a bid to uh, have uh, attempt to have a real impact on the number of illegal firearms in circulation. Well, it's something that my next, get, next guest is pinning his hopes on. Neville Foster's son, Paul, was uh, shot dead last April in Luton. Neville joins me now. Morning, Neville. Good morning. For those people who um, uh, missed the story, r- remind us what happened to Paul. Um, Paul was um, shot dead on April. April. And um, it was cold blooded um, sh- um, um, shoot down. And to be honest, I would like all guns, anyone of illegal guns out there, to honor into the police, wherever they are. If they can honor the police, just phone the police and tell them where the gun is, and the police come and pick it up. It did. Did Paul's death change your attitude, or, or has this always been your no, kind of way of it thinking? It changed my attitude. It changed my wife. My wife is completely sick from Paul. From Paul die. She has dementia, and I have to take care of my wife. I am not that hundred percent again since Paul died. Must have been a tough year for you. Pardon? Must have been a tough year for you all. I get a response to that. Do you really think a gun amnesty will work, Neville? Because these people that have got guns, they're not particularly nice people anyway, I would imagine. Are they really going to hand in their weapons, do you think? I think some will hand it in, some will not hand it in. And I suppose if it gets, you know, even one or two guns off the street, that could be seen as a bonus, couldn't it? Big bonus, big bonus, a big bonus to get all the guns off the street, if it's possible. Uh, Paul's murderer has not been brought to justice yet, has he? Not really. How's that investigation going? Do, do, do we know? It must, be, it must be very frustrating. I'm, I'm not satisfied. I'm not happy with it. I'm not happy with the investigation, you no, know. No, of course What do you want um, to see Bedfordshire Police do, Neville? I, I want Bedford Police to, to, to look into Paul, that murderer, and get all the information, because there's information out there, what I understand would help bring in the killer, 
for my son. And I, I don't think the police is working on it very, very carefully. Do you, do you feel, Neville, that they've kind of given up on Paul and your family? Yes. I do. OK. Neville, I really appreciate your time this morning. Thank you very much. Yeah, thank you very much. Thanks very much Bye. for your time. Neville Foster. 08459 455 555 is the telephone number. As I lie here, thinking of you, I realise that nothing is new. Three Counties Radio. The ladies are creaming up. Hand cream, lip cream. Hand cream and mm. lip cream. Great. That's great to see. Really fit, fitting the stereotypical image of girls. It's that time of the year. Whereas I'm scratching my uh, plums. Uh, is this your way of asking if we'd pass it over? Yes, please. Would you pass it over? <laughs> of course I will. What was the year? 1983, 08459455555. Uh, and we're gonna we're dissing rest the rest of the country. What what, Ma- what parts of the country don't you like? Maffin Hanslope has something to contribute to this. Good morning, Maffin Hanslope. He says congratulations on your awards. Hey. Awards. Is the year nineteen ninety two? 
Um, let me just check the uh, cover of uh, Close, Rock and Roll Years 1993. No, Maff, it is incorrect data. And the worst place ever is Nelson and the surrounding area. It's so bad, I'm <clears> surprised <throat> UNESCO have not announced it's a World Heritage Site so no. those in shanty towns can see how fortunate they really are. Nelson? I don't know Nelson. Is that near Nelson's column? Yeah, probably. I thought that was called Trafalgar Square. Hey, how about that square? <gasps> Thank you. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Having a look in High Wycombe at the A40 Oxford Road, there is roadworks in both directions at Temple Street, and that's looking fine at the moment on speed sensors, but that could cause some delays as we get into the morning rush. In Roxton, the A1 Great North Road has roadworks going on around the Black Cat roundabout, so that could also get very busy later on this morning. In Bricketwood on the North Orbital Road, it's getting heavy already uh, in both directions around the M25 Junction 21A roundabouts, and having a look at the M25 now on the speed sensors, it's building up between Junction 20 for the M1 and Junction 20 for Kings Langley. No reports of any problems though at the moment on the trains. Samantha Ruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 6.30, I'm Simon Oxley. Residents fighting plans to build a high-speed rail link which runs through the Chilterns are suffering depression and insomnia, with some having contemplated suicide, according to research by the BBC. Bedfordshire and Harfordshire Police are taking part in a national gun amnesty for two weeks from today. It gives people the chance to give up their firearms without being prosecuted for illegal possession. And the business leaders group, the CBI, is urging the government to do more to improve living standards for working families. It wants free childcare for all children between one and four. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. Lewis Hamilton remains on course to win the Formula One world title despite finishing second to championship rival Nico Rosberg in the Brazilian Grand Prix. The Stevenage driver's lead has been cut to 17 points going into the final race of the season in Abu Dhabi where double points are on offer. We've still got uh, a large amount of points ahead of us and uh, generally it was a good race apart from that, that spin. I think uh, you know we would have comfortably won I think if it wasn't for that but you know that's motor racing you can't always get it right. In football, Stevenage drew nil-nil at home to non-league Maidstone in yesterday's FA Cup first-round tie at the Lamex Stadium. They will replay at the Ryman Premier side next week. But the Borough do join Milton Keynes-Dons, Luton and Wickham in tonight's second-round draw. Milton Keynes-Dons manager Carl Robinson could be drawn against his brother, who scored the winner for non-league Warrington on Friday night. You know how much this cup competition means to me. I'm, I'm a football fan at heart, so all of them thousands of people watching a draw and watching the FA Cup games up and down the country today, there's always a special place in our hearts this wonderful competition and um, I was on BBC yesterday and I was stood next to the cup and you just have to look for it and you just have to admire it because it is something that we, we firmly believe that we want to compete in. And the second round draw is live on BBC Two tonight from 7 o'clock. In yesterday's Premier League matches, Arsenal conceded two late goals to lose 2-1 at Swansea. Tottenham lost 2-1 at home to Stoke. Newcastle won 2-0 at West Brom. Sunderland and Everton drew one all. In ice hockey, Milton Keynes Lightning lost 3-2 at home to Swindon last night. And Andy Murray made a losing start to the World Tour Finals in London, losing in straight sets to Japan's Kai Nishikori. BBC Three Counties News and Sports. The next full bulletin is at 7. If you hear a whisper, give us a shout. Oh, Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. I've not got a vest on. You have. I've got a T-shirt on. Call it that, but it's a vest. It's a T-shirt. OK, well, look. 
It's a T-shirt. It's that there time is of a the difference. year when the vests come out. And yours is coming out. Bruce Lee made vests cool. Yeah. Bruce Lee! Then my granddad made them stained. Oh, God. Dinner medals. Oh, dear. Pies I have beaten. Why are the best foods so stain-worthy? Yeah. Beans. Yeah. Egg. Yeah. Um, chilli sauce. Yeah. You want chilli sauce? Yeah, of course I do, mate. I'm going to eat this. Spaghetti sauce. Mm. Love it. Love it. I think it's so you don't get away with it scot-free. I think if they're that good, there should be some sort of payback. Kelly's in a funny mood this morning, isn't she? She is, yeah. Kelly, you all right? I am not in a bad mood. All right, mate. I'm just asking. Flipping it. What's her beef? She's sorry about me. What is her beef, anyway? I don't know. I, I, I look forward to seeing it one day. Mm. So let's have a look at the papers. It's 25 years since uh, David Hasselhoff uh, hosted a prompt-to concert on the um, Berlin Wall. Is that the opposite of impromptu? <laughs> yes, it was, it was very prompt-to. <laughs> he loved that, didn't he? He loved it. He straddled the wall. He straddled the wall and it came down and uh, now we're celebrating 25 years of that David Hasselhoff concert. Well, and of the Berlin Wall coming down, of course, and all the implications for that. I think that's the main thing. Isn't it weird that there was a a town in uh, 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 the country in, uh, what would you call this place, Europe, Mm. that no one could go in and out of? It's not weird considering what their form was. Well... They're all spying on each other, the Stasi, weren't they? They're all spying on each other, and husbands and wives were spying on their own kind, and it was... Iron Curtain, isn't it? I'd love to go back in time and go in there. Well, you might not come out alive. I want to go to North Korea. Where are your papers? Sorry? Where are your, where are your papers? <laughs> on the same page, though... I've been uh, to Cuba. There's similar things bubbling away there, you know. They do the whole holiday destination stuff, but there is a very definite line over which you may not cross. Um, On the same page, the BBC had to apologise after calling a top international rugby star, Ballsack. Eh? Welsh lock Jake Ball, 23, appeared under the rude moniker on the BBC Sport website. I thought you were making a reference to the French novelist and dramatist Honoré de Balzac. No, I was talking about... Yeah, that's rude. Why would someone write that? I like rude captions. There should be more rude captions on te- television. I like it there? when they put a woman's name under a man's face Ooh. by accident. That's always a hoot. Here's some great news, guys. Okay. So Bob Geldof is preparing to release a new Band Aid Band Aid oh. single. Thirty years after Do They Know It's Christmas topped the charts. No, hang on a minute. It's not thirty years after that because they did it again, didn't they? No, it's thirty years. After Do They Know It's Christmas topped the charts. Yeah, but then they did Do They Know It's Christmas, the sad version, about, what, five years ago? But then they did... Well, they also did a, a Stock Aiken and Waterman version. And also, the thing about the Do They Know It's Christmas song... They're not Christians, are they? No, they're Muslims in Ethiopia, so probably not. And if they do, it's irrelevant to them. But I get the sentiment, and the heart was in the right place. OK, so these are the people that are going to be on it. One Direction. I like One Direction. I like some of them. I don't know, I've never oh, heard... I like them... I've never heard any of their songs, but I, I like the idea of them. I, I think that they're a very well put together group of young men. Adele. Yes. Ed Sheeran. Mm. Florence Welch from Florence and the Machine. Excellent. Well. No, she's excellent. She's excellent. Um, but still. Excellent. But still. No, but mostly excellent. So ben, stop it. Ben Howard. Who? Yeah. Is he the one from Brother Beyond? Oh, that was Nathan. Who um, I, I I've met Nathan from Brother Beyond, and he's now like a, an yeah. agent for um, other has-beens. Oh, he's a nice lad. Band Aid Two. That so was who's it. Ben Howard is Ben Howard the one from uh, the Nine One One. If only we had a young person we could ask. Ben Howard is brilliant. Thank you very much okay. indeed. Oh, brilliant, Ben Howard. That one. 
Um, Band Aid 2 in 1989 featured Jason Donovan, Kylie Minogue, Sir Cliff Richard. Band Aid 20 in 2004 featured Sir Paul McCartney and Dizzy Rascal. Oh yeah, that was a that, that was a sad one, wasn't it? I they're all sad because it's about starving people. Well, I know, but one of them was rather jollier than the rest. Be the world. Boom, bam, boom, it was bam. good, but was it better than <clears throat> We Are the World? It was better because it's British. We are the children. All right, Stevie Wonder. You're doing the Stevie Wonder dance. Can't help it when you do that song. Doing the Stevie Wonder. How many other people have got their own... Du- We've done bands that have their own walks. Madness, um, Genesis, the Monkees. How many bands have their own dance? OK, let's Stevie go Wonder's got his own dance. Los Del Rio. Who? The Macarena. Hey! Dale tu cuerpo alegría, Macarena, que tu cuerpo para darle la greco sobana. That one. OK. <laughs> what about um, the Shads? The Shads had their own dance? Well... Who did, who did this one? The Shads. Who are the Shads? Cl- Cliff Rich and the Shads. No, they did this. Oh, and... and that's the Shads. And status quo, no, actually. It, but that's, I would consider that a walk. Yeah, that, that's, that's in bands bo- that have a walk. That's a box step. That's a box step. Oh, it's... They sang Tiger Feet, and that was the dance. Tiger Feet? Well, that Was it sweet or mud? Mud. Sure. Mud. It was mud. What bands, stroke artists, have their own dances? Oh, eight four five nine. Rick Astley. What, what dance did the he Rick have? Roll. What? The Rick Roll. Oh, he's such a... Oh, eight four. Oh, is that what that is? Yeah. Oh, eight four five nine four double five five double five. We really are going to have a lot of fun with that. Uh, well, we might. Should we have a song? Yeah. Okay. Nineteen eighty-three. What was the year?
Kelly's just asked me the best question in the world. Kelly, ask the question again. What's this song called? Thank you very much. And again? What's this song called? Yeah, there yeah, we go. We are yep. two. What? What does it say? What, like, what do you, what do you think? We're two what? We are two. Hang on a second. Let's do it go. again. Okay, let's go, let's go back. Okay, so. You know who the band is, yeah? No. Oh. It sounds like a, a football chant. What? Oh. This, is, this is when pop music, this is when pop music was good. What year is it? <laughs> exactly. Here we go. Somebody's watching me. Now I'm nervous and I shouldn't be. Shouldn't be nervous. Somebody's got their eye on me. Perhaps I should invite them up for tea. Maybe. We saw him smoking by the newspaper stand. You ready? There's something odd about his club left hand. Saw him again inside the office. Has he said it yet? Not yet, no. Here we go. Here we go. We are. Here we go. We are We are detectives. Correct. Well done, ladies and gentlemen. Five points. Oh, who sang it? Well. Really? It sounds familiar. I know I know. Well, you just heard it. Yeah, we just played it a minute ago. That's why. <laughs> the Thompson twins. Before you ask, no, they're not real twins. Were they the ones who invented the telephone? Oh. Tintin. Hmm? The mustachioed ones. What? Oh, wait, four, five, nine, four, double, five. Five, double, five is She's the telephone. She's only, like, five years younger than me. Uh, and yet, look at the gulf. She's 38 years old, gosh. <laughs> You're so... Have you found anything in the papers yet? There was um, some, some. Yeah, there's a smelly bug coming. <laughs> I think Justin? it might have already arrived. Oh. Barely half an inch across, the marmorated stink bug isn't the biggest invader to hit our shores, but it may be the smelliest. Oh, this stink is according bugs. to the page three of the mail. Your kids are going to love this one. Named after the putrid stench it releases from its glands as a defence mechanism. Oh, it's got stinky glands. Now, does glands have a D or an S? A D. Is the other one something rude? Yes. Is it? Yes. I did not know that. That old woman on Facebook is always having a go because she says the show's too rude. Well, you're right this morning. Biological differences. There's one. Oh, I've, uh, yeah, go on, carry on. I've got an email. Named after the putrid stench it releases from its glands as a defence mechanism, the bug is terrorising the United States. I don't think they are terrified of that. I think they've got other things on their minds at the moment. But it's also been spotted in Switzerland and France and Italy. Biologists say it will inevitably invade Britain. Well, uh, judging by the stench coming off of your pits today, it may already be here. Uh, we, we are dissing places around the country, and you've dissed Coventry. Yeah. You all right? Uh, uh, Mark says, uh, it's got to be a first. I have to disagree with Catherine. Ooh. No, fresh. Put that down. But I like Coventry City, and I go up there four times a year. Well, that suggests you do like it more than I do. I, I quite I've like I've been Co- once. Coventry's all right. It's better than Hull. No. Yeah. Hull had character. Salford? Uh, well, I mean, Salford... Salford... Salford is my don't, home don't keep town. saying it. <laughs> and I love the people there. And it has a certain... Uh, it has a certain charm to it that maybe isn't obvious when you first start. You talk about stink bugs. Oh, no, come on. Salford, innit? Oh, hang on. That's, oh, that's, yeah. What are you doing? You talk about stink bugs. Mm. Oh, come on. 
Oh, come on. You talk about stink bugs. Oh, come on. Well, Salford's... Oh, I can't remember what I said. I think you just said Salford, innit? Uh, oh, Salford, innit? You talk about stink bugs. Oh, come on. Oh, Salford, innit? Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Having a look at the speed sensors on the M1 southbound and it's very slow at the moment between Junction 12 for Flitwick and 11 for Dunstable Road. In Brickettwood, the A405 North Orbital Road is very heavy at the moment around the M25 Junction 21A roundabouts. And having a look at the M25, it's building up around Junction 21 for the M1 and Junction 20 for Kings Langley. Elsewhere in Chalfont St Peter, there is gas mains works going on at the High Street and that is, means it is looking quite slow on the approach to there southbound towards the M25. And it's also... Well, looking at the M40, there's no delays at the moment. and It's all moving well, looking quiet on the cameras there. But on the trains, Great Northern have possible delays between Wellham Green and Hatfield. That's the emergency engineering works going on. Why? This is the BBC Three Counties Radio. Why? 6.46, Monday the 10th of November. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Residents planning to build a high-speed rail link which runs through the Chilterns are suffering depression and insomnia. That's according to research by the BBC. Bedfordshire and Hertfordshire Police are taking part in a national gun amnesty for two weeks from today. And Stevenage driver Lewis Hamilton remains on course hmm, to win the Formula One uh-huh, world title hmm, despite finishing second in the Brazil Brazilian Grand Prix. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Good morning. It's a bit of a mixed bag of weather this week. This morning, for example, it should be dry and clear for most of us. We have one or two showers just working their way down through Milton Keynes at the moment. They're not amounting to too much. One or two mist and fog patches the further north you are in Bedford as well. But elsewhere, it does look quite like quite a clear start to the day. So we should get some brightness around first thing. Now, these showers could come and go through the course of the morning, but looking likely we're going to stay predominantly dry. The wind is going start to pick up though as we head through the afternoon and temperatures likely to get up to around 13 maybe 14 celsius so overnight tonight the cloud will increase get one or two clear spells at first but the cloud will pick up uh, increase rather as the breeze picks up this is going to help keep the temperature relatively mild most of us staying in double figures one or two of us more rural spots dropping down to around eight celsius so uh, yes temperatures not dropping down too far from the daytime temperatures throughout the tour well as we head towards dawn tomorrow morning, could see one or two spots of rain and light showers, especially towards the west. Parts of Buckinghamshire likely to see that at first. It's going to stay breezy through tomorrow, some hazy sunshine and a maximum temperature of 13 Celsius. Three County Sport isn't just about hearing your team in action. In action. Seals a famous victory here! What drama we've had! It's about the managers. I'll make the most of your openings, and we, we perhaps haven't done that, and, and haven't done it so far this season, if I'm honest, I'm honest. The players. We know we need to be better. We're not being complacent. We'll find a solution that will get us playing how we was last season, how the fans expect us to be playing. And the fans. I'm getting seriously concerned we could end up back where we started. Every day, we bring you latest news on your local team. Wickham Wanderers remain fifth in League Two after a nil-nil draw with Berry. Stevenage lost 3-2 at home against York. Three County Sport, keeping you up to 
date with Luton, Watford, MK Dons, Stevenage and Wickham every day of the week on BBC Three Counties Radio. Football. Justin. Hey, boss, good morning. Fella, fella, fella. Yeah. We're playing Guest of the Year this morning. Mm. I'm going to play you a song. Mm -hmm. All the songs have been from 1983. I'm going to play you a song. I want you to Guess of the Year. Okay. You up for it? I'm up for it. Here we go. those early 80s white raps but Justin what was the year? Uh, I'm going to go for 1982 this morning oh but it's been 1983 it's been 1983 all morning Just yeah 1982 then Gosh, he's very sure of himself isn't he's he? He's very sure yeah. of himself it's been 1983 all morning Just yeah 1982 Kelly I'm holding a CD in my hand what mm. year does that CD say? 1983 no, no no the other one. Oh, 1961 no, no the other one just read the number <laughs> I thought I was. Hang on. 1981, mate. 1981, oh. mate. 
931, mate. Yeah. I've pwned okay. you. You have. I've humiliated you. Fair play. Okay. I've hands pulled up. down your. Tra- I've, I've loosened your belt. Yeah. <laughs> undone the top button. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay, your fly. okay. 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 No, no, I'm enjoying this. Pull down the trousers. Oh, okay. yeah. Pull down your pants. Yep. And spanked you. Ooh. On the air. Lovely. <laughs> Little spanking there, Dealey. Yeah, yeah, I enjoyed it. Give me, give me your Saturday show now. I've won it. No, you haven't. Shut up. How does that make you feel as a person? Uh, it doesn't make you feel very good. No, it wouldn't. Couple of things to talk about, Dealey. Yeah. Well, uh, the, uh, do you want to do the cigarettes first? Or yeah. Do, you, do the cigarettes yeah. first. Tonight they're going to show someone smoking on telly for the first time in 49 years on an advert. Wow. An advert will tonight become the first for nearly 50 years. Okay, 49, 50 years. 49 is nearly 50. Yeah, True. by showing a woman using an e-cigarette. Oh, cigarette smoking joking. banned in TV adverts in 65, but a change in the rules now allows cigarettes to be shown being smoked e-cigarette, despite fears children will be encouraged to try them. I can tell you something now. Hmm. If my kids see that, they'll want to have a go. Of course they will. Because it looks, looks funny. And what, the thing is, whenever I mention vapists and their um, uh, 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 how boring and dull and smug they are, miss my word, they're arrogant and arrogant. Thank you, Justin. You're right. I always get because so, some idiot will post it on a vaping forum, yeah. and then I will get loads of abuse from loads of vapists online. I just get loads of abuse. Yeah, the thing is, it. it's going to be portrayed as something pretty sexy as well. Looking at the yep, models, yep. But it. it's not sexy. I, I spoke to somebody about three months ago about this, and, and they are uh, a vape. They gave up cigarettes and they started vaping. And I said to them, well, you can't smoke that on a plane. They said, oh, no, you can't, but there's certain ways of doing it. How arrogant is that? They say, if you put your head down and blow the smoke into a bag, you can still smoke Mm. these e-cigarettes on a plane. That is outrageously arrogant. It's horrible. Well, so that's got 08459 455 555. You can have someone out. Now, Justin. Yeah. Here's something. We're going to do this, Catherine. Yeah, let's do this on air. Because <clears throat> we've disagreed about this off air. There's something right now. You know me, Justin. Live and let live. Mm. Everybody do, let, uh, rights for everybody. Peace, man. Peace, man. There's yeah. one thing right that I cannot quite get my head around, and I don't know why I can't get my head around it. Football. No, 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 no. There's two things. There's two things, right? You'll probably think they're linked, but gay couple. To have three babies by three months, okay? So there's a gay couple, two gentlemen, they're having three babies by three months. That's by the by. Mm. I don't quite get gay couples having kids. Mm. Now, and I know that, that you know, that, that, and I don't, I don't have any reason for it. I'm not homophobic. I love the fact that gay men and gay women can get married. I think that's fantastic. Yeah. I love the fact that they can pronounce their love in public in front of their God, in front of their friends and all of that. I... I, I, I I don't get gay couples having kids, though. <sighs> it's such a tricky one, this, because I'm sure they're going to be absolutely fantastic parents. But, well. but th- this is my worry with this. Um, kids going to school, you know what kids can be like. And if we're going to be real about this, the chances are some of the kids in their class are going to take the mickey out of them because they've got gay parents. But that, unfortunately, is reality. But who better to prepare them for that than people who have individually gone through an awful lot growing up and having to get people to stop seeing them as their sexuality. Mm. I think that gay a gay couple would be 
have got just as much chance of being fantastic parents, if yep. not more so, than a straight couple. It's got nothing to do with the parenting. As I said, I think they'll be fantastic parents. I think they would really want to have a child and they would be great parents. But is it fair? Is it fair to put a child through that, going through their school life? Because they would be bullied for it, I'm convinced. The, the bullying thing doesn't... It doesn't necessarily... I, I like to think that young people are, are um, more tuned in to this whole kind of thing than we were 20, Come 30 on. years ago. Come well, on. it's when their parents get involved, isn't they'll, it? They'll be, they'll, be some, they'll be some having a pop, but kids will always <sighs> sniff out differences. Only over the weekend, I saw somebody on Facebook who had posted a picture of themselves, had a black eye, um, somebody had punched them because they were gay. Now, that is well, totally so, ridiculous. So what, do we stop being gay then? No, no, we don't, but I'm just saying... You I'm stop just, talking about it. No, but I just think it's... For, for the kid, is it fair on the kid to, to go through that Here's, school? I'm going to say a sentence, right, and this is so unlike me, so regular listeners will know this is unlike me. New listeners will think, oh, God, what a bigot. Well, let, this is what we're going to work through this morning. I'm going to say a sentence that... Um, that makes me feel uncomfortable, but it's it's the sentence that pops into my mind. It's not natural, and it's literally not natural for, well, for gay parents, for gay people to have kids. So yeah. you don't like you don't like the idea of two mums either. I, 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 I don't, and I have no argument for it. There's no, there, I have no reasoning, I have no argument, I have nothing. Is this prejudice? I guess the fact that I don't have anything to back it up with would imply that actually it probably is. A prejudice. Such a tricky one. I think when I take this one to the streets, I think people will pick up on what you're saying there. People will say it's not natural. You know, if you've got two guys yeah, that want to be together. Neither's IVF. Neither's adoption. Well, ado- Justin, take it to the streets. I will. We'll speak to you later. Adoption is. Well, no, it's not because well, you're taking on someone no. else's child. Un- un- there, there is a, there is a kid that is unwanted for whatever reason, and so yeah. But uh, what I'm saying is, and on. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. What I'm saying to you is, if you look at it, they're two people who wouldn't have children ordinarily. So it's 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 sort of bypassing the laws of nature by going outside that. But it's it, uh, 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 yeah, I can kind of. So say would that. you mind a gay couple adopting? Is it the surrogacy? And it's not thing? a case of minding. Or feel odd about it? I feel odd mm. about it. And I, and this is me being completely, completely honest. And there'll be people listening going, oh, you horrible homophobic bigot. Uh, and there'll be other people who I normally wouldn't identify with going, yes, at last he's saying what, what normal hey, right-thinking people... I'm sure there might be some um, homosexuals out there who are listening to this and thinking, I don't fancy it either. Can we try and work through this? One way, I'd like to either have changed my mind by nine o'clock or have a better understanding of why I'm feeling the way I'm feeling. Because yeah. I haven't got an argument for it. Oh, wait, four, five, nine, four, double, five, five, double, five. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. In Beaconsfield, Amsham Road's building up southbound on the approach to London Road. On the M1 southbound, it's looking very slow between Junction 12 for Flitwick and 9 for Redbourne on the speed sensors. And having a look at the M25, it's looking very slow now between Junction 18 for Chorleywood and 16 for the M40. Having a look at the trains and Great Northern have delays between Welling Garden City and King's Cross. That's because they're running engineering works in between Wellham Green and Hatfield. Samantha Breath, BBC Three Counties Radio. Samantha, expertly done. Thank you. Gay parents, can you help me get my head straight on this one, please? Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio.
It's seven o'clock. I'm Simon Oxley. The headlines HS2 stress for Buckinghamshire residents. Luton father welcomes gun amnesty. And Stevenage driver still on course for Formula One world title. BBC Three Counties Radio. Residents fighting plans to build a high speed rail link which runs through the Chilterns are suffering depression and insomnia, with some having contemplated suicide, according to research by the BBC. They say the struggle for compensation and the disruption to their lives has affected their mental health. HS2 Limited says a generous compensation package is being offered. Dr Kate Barnes is a GP in Great Missenden. It's basically to do with the fact that this is something that is ongoing. You know, we're not talking about something that's got a start and a finish within a few days, a few weeks. We're talking about something that's going on for years. Most days of the week when I'm working, I will have somebody that comes in who is suffering stress as a result of HS2. To me, that suggests that this is actually quite a big problem and that I may only be seeing the tip of the Bedfordshire and Hertfordshire Police are taking part in a national gun amnesty for two weeks from today. It gives people the chance to give up their firearms without being prosecuted for illegal possession. Neville Foster's son Paul was shot dead in Luton in April last year. He welcomes the amnesty but told this programme more could be done. A big bonus to get all the guns off the street if it's possible. Paul's murderer has not been brought to justice yet, has he? There's information out there who the hell bringing the killer for my son. And I, I don't think the police is working on it very, very carefully. David Cameron is facing a possible backbench rebellion when MPs vote on whether or not to retain the European arrest warrant. Some Conservatives fear the policy makes it too easy for UK citizens to be extradited on relatively minor charges. Plans to develop land north of Luton are being made public today. They include thousands of homes and a new road linking the M1 and the A6. The business leaders group, the CBI, is urging the government to do more to improve living standards for working families. It wants free childcare for all children between one and four. Joe Swinson is the Lib Dem Minister for Business, Innovation and Skills. We need to be making sure that we are properly using the talents of parents in the workplace and not preventing them if they want to be making that economic contribution and working but find that the cost of childcare is prohibitive. In sport, Lewis Hamilton remains on course to win the Formula One world title despite finishing second to championship rival Nico Rosberg in the Brazilian Grand Prix. Ultimately it was my, my mistake so uh, I made up for it but you know lost obviously uh, cost me the seven points but it's okay we've got uh, a lot more points in the next race and the Hertfordshire driver only needs to finish second in the last race of the season in Abu Dhabi to win the title. And Stevenage were held nil-nil at home by non-league Maidstone in yesterday's FA Cup first-round tie, but the Borough do join Milton Keynes-Dons, Luton and Wickham in tonight's second-round draw. The weather mostly dry with some sunny spells this afternoon, a maximum temperature 14 degrees Celsius, and you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash counties.
morning. Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. Oh, what a busy show. What a busy show. HS2 stress, gun amnesties and, and, and gay couples having babies. I know, I know, I know. Regular listeners to the show will know I'm open to every alternate lifestyle. Well, pretty much every alternate lifestyle. Anything goes, as far as I'm concerned. But it's it's the one thing that I can't quite get my head around. And I don't know why. It obviously can't, I, I imagine it comes from some deep-seated prejudice. Because intellectually, I can't argue it. Why, why I, I don't quite get gay couples having children. Uh, emotionally, I, I, I don't know where it's coming from. As a human being, I can't understand why you don't get that. Sorry? That, that urge to want your own children and to want to nurture someone else. I get the urge. Yeah, you do. So do gay people. No, I get, I, get, I get why they get the urge. Right. But then they should say, never mind, because we're gay, we should, we should bite that down. Knee-jerk reaction is yes. Wow. I know. That's not like you at all. Isn't it, though? Isn't it just... 08459 455 555. We're also saying the year is 1983. What is the year? Yes. Those are still coming in. Are we getting some texts on yeah, that? Let me hit this button. Hang on one second. Across beds, hearts, and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Here we go. Chris in Furline, thanks, Morning Crew, for taking me back to the hit parade of 1948. I think the year was 1910, says Chris. Incorrect data. Oh, what a shame. Incorrect data. Uh, We've also been asking you which town you could do without or which town you don't like. Oh, there's a lot. Yeah, yeah, go on. We're dissing areas. You were dissing Hull, Hull. and I I said I've been worse places. Oh, that's not what you were saying when we were there. It was cold. You were scratching at the door to get out. It made my eyeballs... Oh, excuse me. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay. Is that, that hole? Yes, that's hole. <laughs> Calling, I'm in trouble. It made my eyeballs stream. It was so cold. It was that cold that gets right into your eyes. It wasn't that cold, mate. Yeah, it was. It's freezing. I had my Christmas jumper on and everything. Anyway, uh, John says um, Milton Keynes is a dump. They even had to steal another town's football club. Uh, oh, you couldn't let it lie, could you, John? A little politics. Um, and Mark says, got to be Liverpool. The ladies there can spit further than the men. Hey, that's fair That's point. not true. I mean, I was born with an ingrained prejudice against Scousers because I'm a Mancunian. When I actually went there, they were polite to a fault. Uh, we're also asking which pop stars and pop groups have their own dances. Yeah. Uh, Linda on uh, um, Twitter. Tina Turner had a stompy leg dance she used to do. <laughs> and she did that thing with her arms to Proud Mary. Very true. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Mick Jagger's got his own dance. Yes, he has. Yeah, yeah, of course. The clappy arch back thing. It looks like he's having some trouble. 08459 455 505. Should we crack on with the show or? Well, one more nice thing from Tim before we oh. get on to the other thing, shall we? All right, Tim. He says, I listen to the little, little, littlest hobo in the morning and I know I'm going to have a great day. Yeah, Thanks. That's, that's how it works. That's uh, some kind of powerful juju we're using there. Now, on to more serious issues. There's been an increase in mental health problems suffered by people living along the HS2 route. According to BBC Inside Out, many are suffering from depression and insomnia and some have even contemplated suicide. Well, Dr Kate Barnes is a GP in Great Missenden. Good morning, Kate. Hello there. You appear in tonight's programme. Tell us about the impact HS2 is having on on some of your patients' mental health. Well, the main things that I'm seeing are um, insomnia, which is generally related to anxiety. And um, the anxiety is clearly due to this ongoing, constant, um, relentless background stress that um, is just exhausting people. It's very difficult for them to um, plan their futures. They've obviously got financial concerns. Um, Just sorting out logistics is difficult. And um, 
they're also struggling with um, some of them are struggling with depression and I think that's generally related to loss or potential loss um, obviously financial loss but also loss of their house loss of security um, in some cases people are worried about losing their businesses if they're working from home um, and also loss of um, the natural area of outstanding beauty um, you know people love to go and walk in the Chilterns and um, they're obviously very concerned about the fact that the construction work and what's going to happen is going to affect this beautiful area that we live in. And have you seen an increased number of people coming in with, with depression and anxiety? Um, certainly I have. Um, you know, most days I would say I get somebody coming in to see me who um, mentions the stress that they're under related to HS2. Mm. Um, and this is resulting in... Um, I've noticed an increase in addictive, addictive behaviour as well. Things like um, I've had the odd patient who stopped smoking, who started smoking again, people who are drinking too much, this kind of thing. Gosh, isn't that, isn't that interesting, that correlation between the two? Uh, what can you do as, as a doctor? I mean, it, it, it's because it's such a specific reason for this, this, this change in mood. What, what, what can you do, Kate? Well, it is quite hard in this situation. Um, I see a lot of patients with anxiety, and generally I feel I'm quite confident at knowing how to deal with their anxiety. But here we're obviously talking about something that's um, it's really quite difficult to reassure patients about, that everything is going to be okay. You know, when I hear that they're losing their homes and, um, you know, for example, they've somewhere they live for a long time, a garden they've lovingly tended... My concerns about, um, I've got quite a large elderly population and um, they're feeling very vulnerable. You know, concerns, um, for example, about if they become ill once the construction work starts, how are they going to get down to surgery? I would imagine a lot of the people that I've spoken to on this show who are worried about this, a lot of these fears are are real fears of things that that may actually happen. And I I, I make up that with depression and anxiety, quite often the fears aren't real or it's a chemical imbalance. There's there's something that you can treat and you can work with either through through medication or through um, talking therapies. I guess those two options don't necessarily work with this, do they? Um, Well, biochemical support can be helpful and I have used it in um, certain patients but as you say what's difficult in this situation is the fact that this is an unrelenting stress this isn't something that comes to an end in a few weeks we're talking about something that's clearly um, going to be going on for years so I think that makes it far more challenging for me as a GP to treat and you know I'm finding it quite challenging myself we, uh, we heard uh, from uh, one woman earlier on who appears in the show tonight who um, has even contemplated suicide. Have you heard stories like that? I've had the um, odd patient who said that they're not sure that life is um, worth living anymore. Wow. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, it's, it, it, is a, it is a concern. I think it's one of those things that um, I'm very aware of as a GP Um, I mean, interestingly, where I live myself, I'm not personally affected by HS2. And I think that it's one of those things that's maybe off people's radar if they're not actually living 
in an area that's mm-hmm. affected by it. But clearly, because I'm working in that community as a GP and I see people in a confidential setting, um, I'm very aware of the dramatic impact that it's having on my patients. And um, it's important for me. You know, I feel I have to be an advocate for them. Kate, I really appreciate your time this morning. Thank you very much. Okay. Thank you. It's Dr. Kate Barnes, a GP uh, from Great Missenden. Um, HS2 Limited have sent us a statement, but it's really long and basically says, nothing to do with us, Governor. Now to do with us, so I'm not going to bother reading it. You can uh, watch more on uh, uh, Inside Out South this evening, if you so want. Boily, anything you want to uh, chuck into the salad bowl here, or should we just... Uh that looks as it all. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. In Chessant, the A10 southbound's building up between uh, Turnford and the M25 junction, 25 for Enfield. In Markgate, the A5 southbound's very heavy between Lynch Hill and the M1 junction, 9 for Redbourne. And looking at the M1 on speed sensors, it's very slow between junction 12 for Flittick and 9 for Redbourne as well. On the A1M southbound, it's very heavy between junction 3 for St Albans and 2 for Wellham Green. And on the M25 anti-clockwise, it's looking slow still on the cameras between junction 18 for Chorleywood and 16 for the M4. On the trains, Great Northern have delays between Welling Garden City and King's Cross. That's because of overrunning engineering works between Wellham Green and Hatfield. Samantha Breath, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Samantha. It's 7.15. It's Monday, the 10th of November. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Residents fighting plans to build a high-speed rail link which runs through the Chilterns are suffering depression and insomnia. That's according to research by the BBC. Bedfordshire and Hertfordshire Police are taking part in a national gun amnesty for two weeks from today. And Stevenage driver Lewis Hamilton remains on course to win the Formula One world title despite finishing second in the Brazilian Grand Prix. BBC Three Counties Radio. World War One at home on the BBC. Sunday, 4th of June. Found the ward full of patients, so we took 29 last night, all Canadians. We revealed some amazing untold stories. The thing that made these particularly extraordinary was when we discovered just how old Albert was. And discovered surprising local memories. The boys from Haywood College had 589 died, which, you know, was a lot, but most public schools actually have a very similar casualty rate. If you miss them, go to bbc.co.uk slash WW1. The national propaganda was that a Zeppelin raid occurred. It turned out to be very much more tragic than that. World War One at home on the BBC. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. So it's a story... I can't quite get my head around why this story sits uncomfortably with me. And because I can't uh, uh, rationalise it or intellectualise it or or emote it, it it, it, this must be what prejudice feels like. This must be prejudice. Because there is... Sorry? That was me having an idea. (laughs) Oh, wow. No wonder I've never heard that sound before. (laughs) You can put the phone down. No, it's all right. It's my dad. Uh, Is everything all right? He's looking for something. OK, well, we'll tell him to, to maybe contact you after the show. Thank you. Uh, so this this must be pure prejudice, because there is no... Just, in- 
Oh, I'm trying to do a serious thing here, mate. Try in the drawer. Go. This must be pure prejudice because there is no intellectual reason why a front page of the Sun: gay couple to have three babies by three well, month mums. I have a slight problem with that. Well, I, and, and you're meant to have a slight problem with that. That's the way it's written. Not because there's three mums involved, but because as a as a first time parent, one is enough. Three at the same time, really. It's going to be hard work. But yeah. they may be well, very capable. Having it with three mums, that's, that is... I don't think they've had it with any of them. No. <laughs> don't. But I... Um, when I think of gay parents having kids, part of me, uh, my knee-jerk reaction is to think, oh, really? Whereas I'm all for it. Yeah, I know. And it's not natural in the true sense of the word, mm-hmm. okay, in the, in the literal sense of the word, it's not natural. Now, that should, normally I can work through that with most things. My knee-jerk reaction, we're all a little bit prejudiced in certain ways, I work through that intellectually and come out the other side. I struggle to do that with this. Is your problem with two men raising a child? No. Two it's men, fact, two women. It's the, okay, so two yeah. men, two women. But say yeah. it was a mum and an auntie, or a mum and a gran, as used to happen in the olden days, is that wrong? No. And wrong is, wrong is, is, is too right. big a word Does that for make this. you feel funny? <laughs> Does it make me feel queer? That's what it f- comes down to, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, no, no, no. A single mum doesn't make me feel funny. Single dad doesn't make me feel funny. A mum and a grandmum doesn't make me feel funny. Two fellas or two women makes me feel wow. funny. So it is really about the fact that they're a couple? It must be. It must be. What if the two women and the two men Here we go. all live together? Oh, for goodness sakes. Would that be better? No, that would be, that would be a, a sitcom. <laughs> Actually, that's quite good. It's that not bad, is it? would be a really good one. And honestly, and, and listen, I, and I, I, I put this caveat out there because there'll be new listeners either thinking, oh, what a horrible homophobe, or, yeah, get in there, son, he's at last someone's speaking sense. The, 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 I, um, I'm for everybody. Hey, everybody, live how you want to live. I'm so glad that gay couples can get married. I think it's wonderful. It's just... Gay couples having kids. I, I scratch my head. I just think as long as a couple is in a healthy, committed relationship, then that's got to be good for raising a child. We're going to have an honest, open conversation, and yeah. I feel I've exposed myself slightly, and sorry for that, uh, by saying this this morning. Can we? Can, can no, someone. Because you're trying to work out what it is. So I'm you trying can to work it, it out. 08459 455 555. Can somebody set my head straight around this, please? Straight being the operative word there. <laughs> Pun intended. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five etc etc etc. You can also text in as well if you want. Eight one uh, three three double three. Start your text three CR. Now, police forces in beds and hearts are taking part in a national drive to rid the UK streets of firearms. Operation Calibre will run for two weeks from today and will give people the chance to surrender their guns without being prosecuted. Neville Foster, the father of Paul Foster, who was murdered by a shot to the chest in Luton last year, says he supports the amnesty, or indeed anything that gets firearms off the streets, but... Will a gun amnesty actually work? Justin Dealey has been in Luton asking people about this amnesty. Now, sir, you actually know people in this town who have got guns, don't you? Know of people, yeah. I live near sort of like Marsh Farm Estate, so I sort of, yeah. It's quite terrifying in itself. (laughs) So these people that that you know of that have got guns, do you think they're going to hand them over Uh, with this gun amnesty? um, I don't know, I just think um, it just won't... Yeah, it just won't probably won't happen. Again, somebody who, who lives in Luton, I presume that you know people that have got guns in this town? Most probably, yeah, to be honest. So you do? Yes. Do you think those people will give up their guns over the next couple of weeks? I doubt it, no. 
it's not going to happen. I mean, the way you're talking about it is if it's totally normal for people to carry guns in this no, town. Is it really that bad? No, I'm not saying no one's going to freely just going to hand over the gun, are they? That's a bit stupid, isn't it? No one's really going to do it, are they? Well, Victor Evelyn is the chairman of Luton CDMA, the Community Development Through Martial Arts. He's a karate man and he joins me now. Morning, Victor. Morning. How are you doing? I- I'm fine, thanks. What do you think of the amnesty, Victor? Is it going to work? I, uh, well, they had Operation Scorpion, which was uh, knife amnesty, and I'm not sure. They, they probably had a lot of knives handed in. But with the guns, that's a tool of the trade that is a, a backup for the, the criminals. So it's not really. Uh, something they're going to hand over, especially because they're, they're always wondering what's going to happen to you know if, if it comes back to them. What the, 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 what, what the fact that the gun was linked to them? Yeah. Well, that's the, that's the point of the amnesty, I would imagine, isn't it? The amnesty means you drop the you you give us the gun, no questions asked, sunshine. Yeah, but the fact is that the, the, they will need they'll need their tool of their trade. That's their protection. That's their solid protection. Um, they're not going to be giving that out. Maybe a knife or two, but not. I suppose. Not supposing. Supposing we got one gun off the street, that that brilliant. would be a, that would be a bonus, wouldn't it? Awesome, brilliant. I mean, you'll probably be getting air rifles um, being being put through there, but proper guns, I doubt that. Something needs to be done. If it's not a, a gun amnesty, Victor, what what do you suggest that the um, authorities do? Uh, they they have to connect uh, with the minds of these people. What they're trying to do is to protect themselves from um, escalation of problems that occur w- through their crimes. Yeah. You see what I'm so they have to connect with them and say, like, this, the gun is not the way to solve the, the problem. What is the way they to solve the problem? To, they have to have a, uh, an actual plan for life, and they haven't got a plan for life. They're doing the easy way. This, the easy way is to earn a buck or two. You can't tell someone, um, come and work with me, I'll give you a job, you'll earn £300 a week, and it'll be steady work and you'll be able to sort your life out when their friend tells them, no, come and sell this weed with me and, and earn a grand a day. You know, it's just, you can't talk to someone like that. So you're going to have to give them a solid plan that will bring them out of their funk, basically. Now, this uh, you're the C- part of the CDMA, the chairman of the Community Development Through uh, Martial Arts. H- how does karate help um, uh, kids stay out of trouble? I actually teach Kung Fu, but it's, uh, the way martial arts works is that it, it's a hook to enjoying um, something that everyone likes to do. Everyone knows a martial artist. The hook is that they 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 enjoy what they're doing they enjoy being able to um express themselves physically on a higher level and then they start understanding why the discipline is necessary why the restrictions on uh what they do outside of school is necessary it brings a depth of control to the person that they never experienced before it also tre- teaches them to to beat the whatever out of each other just using their feet and their fists yeah and they're their not they're they're not learning to be more efficient thugs. They're learning to be un- to be martial artists, right. which is a way of life. It's not just something you you just learn physically. There's a mind, body, and spirit cultivation here, and uh, that you get completely confident. And when you're completely confident, you can say no to anything. 
Does it? Do, do you? Do you feel that this your organisation has been successful, Victor? Have you got case studies of uh, kids that were were getting themselves in trouble, but they they've kind of straightened out? Is it thanks to you? Yes. As a matter of fact, uh, when you're applying for funding, sometimes I ask for case studies, and I say, uh, "What would you like? Would you like a male case study, a female one, right. an Asian one, a black one?" Uh, you know, I can I can bring any age gamut of the of the of um, society uh, forward because I've got a hundred percent success record. Everyone that joins the CDMA is better off for it. Well, listen. Keep up the good work, Victor. You know, let's see if we can change. If you can change one person's life, then that's um, that's good. Your thoughts, Victor Evelyn, the chairman of uh, Luton's Community Development through Martial Arts. Uh, gun amnesty is it going to work? Really, is it going to have an impact? I suppose if we get one gun off the street, that's that's a bonus. Catherine Boyle, we got any Texas or anything? We've got some. No, I'm a little. Sorry, <laughs> we, I was going to lie, but I'm not going to. I, I feel a little bit out of because um, I've had quite a lot of time off recently. Yeah, don't work, don't get paid. Um, I'm a little bit out. I, I'm not up to speed on how to do a radio show. Is it? Is it? What is it? Kev's on the line. Morning, Kev. Hey, morning, Ian. How's things? Yeah, well, I'm still a little bit croaky, uh, Kevin, but I'm OK. What have you got for us? Yeah, I'm just following on from your argument. I mean, uh, I've had uh, gay, gay couples. Well, it's not, it's not a particularly good argument. I, I haven't got an argument. It's just, it's just a, a, a prejudice, or I guess. Prejudice or understanding of. Yes. It is physically and scientifically impossible for uh, two people of the same sex to create a child, but to raise a child... People of the same sex have been raising children for hundreds of years. Think about the convents and the monasteries. No difference, we're just micromanaging it. But I guess that, I guess, okay, let's try and work through this. And again, I, I have to stress, this, this comes through, through no intellectual, you know, this is pure prejudice. For, for a, a, two, father, two men to father a child with a woman for the sole purpose of then that gay couple having that child. Yeah, I, I understand what you're saying. That just doesn't sit comfortably with me. And I can't, mm-hmm. I can't put it any better than that. Yeah. That's prejudice, isn't it, Kev? I'm prejudiced. It is. It's, it disapp- is, it, it's yeah. disappointing to know that I'm prejudiced. Mm, I don't know. I'll have to sit on the fence and think about this one. Have Maybe a think. Have a think and give us a call tomorrow. Because I am. Plain and simple, that's prejudice. Is it homophobia? Probably not. It's prejudice, though. And it makes... I like to think I'm a liberal... For some of you guys, I'm way too liberal and woolly and and left of centre. But this is a prejudice that I've got, and I can't... And it's deep-seated, so much so that you can't rationalise it. I can't rationalise it. Isn't that weird? Isn't Mm. it weird? We don't like to admit... I I see this as a weakness. We don't like to admit that we are weak and we have weaknesses. And uh, uh, we we like to think that we, you know, we are... It's 2014 and we can intellectualise and we can... This is something that's so deep within me. It's a weakness. It's a prejudice. And I don't like it. So are you, you know, the sort of person who thinks one man, one woman, two children, maybe (sighs) 0.4, is the way forward? No. Because you're not in any other way, way of your thinking. No, we've just had a friend who's had a baby through IVF. Um, g- good for them. Yeah. Uh, good for them. Wonderful. Although they've had people saying to them, are they, how will you feel about it? Do you feel like it'd be your, your child, your real child? I mean, that's crazy that we're still thinking okay. like that. Okay, all right. I do feel a bit funny about IVF on the NHS. Do you? Wow. Yeah, I do. I do feel a bit funny about it. Crikey. 
You've gone right off me, haven't you? Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. In Roxton, the Great Barford Bypass is looking very heavy on the speed sensors eastbound at the Black Cat roundabout through the roadworks there. In Mark Yate, the A5 southbound is very heavy between Lynch Hill and the M1 Junction 9 for Redbourne. And having a look at the speed sensors in Luton, the airport way is building up now between Vauxhall Way and the M1 Junction 10A for the Kidneywood roundabout. Looking at the motorways in the M1 southbound is very slow between Junction 12 for Flittick and 9 for Redbourne. And also the A1M southbound is heavy now between Junction 8 for Stevenage and 7 for the A602. Having a look at the trains and Great Northern have delays between Welling Garden City and King's Cross and Moorgate. That's because of overrunning engineering works between Wellham Green and Hatfield. Smart the Breath, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 7.30, I'm Simon Oxley. Residents fighting plans to build a high-speed rail link through the Chilterns are suffering depression and insomnia, according to research by the BBC. HS2 Limited says a generous compensation package is being offered. Bedfordshire and Hertfordshire Police are taking part in a national gun amnesty for two weeks from today. It gives people the chance to give up their firearms without being prosecuted for illegal possession. And the business leaders group, the CBI, is urging the government to do more to improve living standards for work Families. It wants free childcare for all children between one and four. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. Lewis Hamilton remains on course to win the Formula One world title despite finishing second to championship rival Nico Rosberg in the Brazilian Grand Prix. The Stevenage driver's lead has been cut to 17 points going into the final race of the season in Abu Dhabi where double points are on offer. We've still got uh, a, a large amount of points ahead of us and uh, generally it was a good race apart from that, that spin. I think uh, you know, we would have comfortably won I think, if it wasn't for that but you know, that's motor racing, you can't always get it right. In football, Stevenage drew nil-nil at home to non-league Maidstone in yesterday's FA Cup first round tie at the Lamex Stadium. They will replay on the Ryman Premier side's artificial pitch next week. But the Borough do join Milton Keynes-Dons, Luton and Wickham in tonight's second round draw. Luton manager John Still says a cup run can be combined with a promotion push. I think so. Yeah, I do. I don't think there's necessarily room for four cup competitions, mm. to be honest. I think it's a bit difficult. But the FA Cup and the league... You know, our full attention, 100%. And Milton Keynes Dons manager Carl Robinson could be drawn against his brother who scored the winner for non-league Warrington on Friday night. Let's just knock him out. No, listen, regardless of who it is, I just want to play in the next round of the cup competition and it'd be nice to play against them, obviously. I'm not too sure my mum and dad would be too happy about that. Um, I'd be more worried about him going anywhere near Benick after some of the tackles he put in last night. <laughs> and the second round draw is live on BBC Two tonight from 7 o'clock. In yesterday's Premier League matches, Arsenal conceded two late goals to lose 2-1 at Swansea. Tottenham lost 2-1 at home to Stoke. Newcastle won 2-0 at West Brom. Sunderland and Everton drew one all. In ice hockey, Milton Keynes Lightning lost 3-2 at home to Swindon last night and Andy Murray made a losing start to the World Tour Finals in London, losing in straight sets to Japan's Kai Nishikori. BBC Three Counties News and Sports. The next full bulletin is at 8. Call 08459 555 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. Right. So, you know, after having a couple of weeks of sort of not really being here, being a part-timer, we've div- divin in. Divin in? Divin dived. In? We dove in? No, dived. 
We've driven in Die. straight to the deep end. Mm-hmm. Front page of the Sun: Gay couple to have three babies by three months, all within seven months. Well, that's just greedy. And crackers. That is crackers. They've got a map of who's who in here. So, Mum Becky introduced the pair to Bex. Oh, so one's called Becky and one's called Bex. She's now pregnant with Daryl's baby. Mum Bex is Becky's sister-in-law. She's carrying Daryl's tot. Oh dear. And Mum Victoria, Bex's best mate, she's pregnant with Luke's child. Greedy, isn't it? Well, I just think, you know, for your first time, if you can avoid having more than one, you're probably better off. <clears throat> now, um, this is one, this is, you know, this is a, a, a slightly different story, but it's, it got me thinking that there, I have a prejudice within me. We don't like to admit that we have prejudices. We all like to think that we're, you know, live and let live, everything's fine. And, you know, if I, I, I hate people from a certain country, I'm not prejudiced. I have a reason for it. If I hate gays, I'm not prejudiced. I have a reason for it. If I hate Christians or Muslims, I have a reason for it. I have no reason for not sitting comfortably with... Gay parents. But for the most part, you're the sort of person who, when they recognise that, you try and sort of talk your way around why you feel like that and talk yourself out of it. And I can't with this. I can't, I, I you know, uh, the, the gay people get married. Wonderful, wonderful, brilliant. I remember arguing with someone on Sky about it, how it's a wonderful, wonderful turning point. It's gay parents. And I have no reason for it. I have no, I haven't, I, I've thought about this long and hard, and I really considered whether I should say this on the radio today. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, I, I, you know, I, and we talked about it upstairs, and we decided that, that I would have this conversation. There is no logical reason for it. It's not the usual... I'm not... Justin Daly was talking earlier on about the kids getting bullied at school. I'm not worried about that. I'm not worried about the parents are going to be paedophiles because they're gay. That, that's not the concern. I'm not worried they're going to be brought up badly. That's not the concern. I have no reason for it. You just feel funny about it. It's a prejudice. Isn't that funny? It is very odd because, you know, as I've said to you, I just think that if they are committed to each other and they love each other, why not? It's the most natural thing. I know it's not natural. But it's not natural. That's the thing. It's literally not natural. The, the true definition of the word, but if, it's not natural for two gay men to have kids. But it's natural to want to raise a family with the person you love. That's what I was about to say. Can you help me get my head around this? Maybe you, uh, you, you agree, for whatever reason, maybe it does, you know, for whatever reason you don't think that gay couples should have kids, 08459 555555, or maybe you strongly feel they should tell me why i'm wrong i know i'm wrong i know i'm wrong i know i'm wrong on this and i know that i'm prejudiced and i know that it must come from somewhere deep within it must come from genetic from something my parents said when i was a kid from somewhere do you think it's that somewhere inside you you feel that two dads can't can't cut it there's two mums as well wow Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. I would like to by nine o'clock either have changed my mind. Don't think that's going to happen, or at least know why, or be closer to knowing why I think this. Peter's in Warmer Green. Morning, Peter. Good morning. What, what do you have a whinge about today? No, no, not a particular whinge. When you're talking about a gay couple uh, adopting a child, yes, really and truly, you're talking about them as two men. Now, I used to, as a teenager, go to a pub because there was a lot less trouble in the pub, and it was a gay pub. Yep. And I'm not gay myself, but they were the sweetest people you could ever wish to meet. Very feminine. They would look after themselves if someone was taking the mickey, but they were very, very feminine. Now, you're thinking in terms of two men. They're precisely not that. They are not that. So what are they? Well, they, they, their gender is what they're born with. Yeah. And they've got more feminine traits than uh, some women. They have got a lot of feminine traits. OK, what about, t- what about two lesbians, then? I, that, it sits uncomfortable to me two, with me two lesbians having a baby. 
Well, yes, because you're too, you're you're thinking in terms of you're thinking in terms of uh, they're a problem because of their gender. They're not. They're really not. When I used to go to that pub, yeah. those people were the sweetest people you ever wished to meet with very little trouble in the pub, and that's why we used to go as teenagers, and we was treated very, very well in I there. I bet you were. Well, we're not, no, and I'm not talking about any innuendo, no, either. I'm not talking about any innuendo, <laughs> in your endo. No, I'm, I'm not. But... but I, I, Yes. What we, what I was just saying, just think of those two people as feminine. Now you would have no prejudice. But not all, with not that. all gays are feminine, Peter. Well, they, if they're true gays, they are. I'm telling you, they are. <laughs> okay, so there's a lot of butch men out there thinking, oh right, maybe I'm not real gay. Well, you're you're talking into if you, I the, the exhibitionists. I don't like them in women or men, but there are exhibitionists. Thank you very much, Peter. <laughs> Not true gays if they're not feminine. Okay, yeah, Peter. Thank you. All right, listen. I'm not going to laugh actually because that's unfair. Because he is being we're being honest today. Yeah. This is one of those conversations. There's actually it's quite tricky to have. It's quite it's quite a difficult one to have, isn't it? I think it? in his own way he was defending. Yes, he was, and he was doing a cracking job. He was doing a cracking job. Um, it could be argued that that's another prejudice, but uh, but but a harmless prejudice. There's possibly an element there of them having endured more as men growing up, and maybe they are more sensitive because of what they've been through. But that's a massive generalisation, isn't it? Caroline on Twitter says, is it because the child will be denied father or mother relationships in either case? No. Because you I, can't guarantee that anyway. No, single parents, I think, are great. They do a cracking job. Uh, you know, parents where, where someone has, has left or has died or is you, you just, you know, just a dodgepot. Yeah, that, that, that's, that's fine. It's just... I keep going back to this word natural, which is a, which is a really horrible word because, hey, guys, what is natural? But it's not natural for two men to have a baby. It's not natural for two women to have a, yeah, to, to have a baby. There'll be people listening who have uh, natural, quote-unquote, natural parents who they don't see anymore because they're a nightmare. Yeah, 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 There course. are no guarantees in this, are there? Sometimes being the child of someone who's really had to think long and hard about how they're going to get to the point where they'll be parents, you know, you end up with a better parent. Oh wait, four five nine four double five five double five. By the way, if you want to phone up and uh, if you're you know you're hearing homophobia coming out of your speaker and you want to phone up and have a pop, then then please do, because uh, I'm I, you know let's let, let's deal with this like adults, shall we? I'm not I'm not afraid of you phone up to have a have a go. Do you want some Texas? Yeah, go on. Okay, we've got one anonymous here. Uh, parents are meant to be a male and female. It's unnatural and wrong. Simple. Uh, read that again. Parents are meant to be a male and female. It's unnatural and wrong. Simple. See, the, 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 it, it is unnatural by the literal definition of it. Uh, wrong is a judgment. Wrong, wrong is a judgment, and um, I, I guess that's where the prejudice comes in. Mm-hmm. Now that sounds like, and excuse me if I've got this wrong, anonymous. That sounds like it's coming from a place of anger and hatred. And I'm trying. I'm not angry, and I'm not. I'm not full of hatred towards gay couples of either, you know, men or women. You just feel odd about it. Odd is the right word, yeah. Here's another one. Phil, I don't have a problem with homosexual couples having children as long as they grow up to contribute to society and support me when I'm retired in the same way that me and all the other members of Generation X are bearing the burden of the baby boomers, says Phil. Scott has tweeted, it's the homophobic... What you're saying is the homophobic equivalent of I'm not racist, but... You might have a point. Nick's in St Albans. Morning, Nick. Morning. What would you like to say? Yeah, I'm fine, thank you. Nick, what would you like to say? Uh, just, uh, just, uh, my opinion, I think it's completely wrong. The poor kids haven't got a choice in it. I know how they say it these days, if 
if you think he's wrong, then you're the one who's got the problem and you're the one who's wrong. And basically, from the last 10 years, if you... If we start letting this happen now, which it is happening, in another 10 years, what, they're going to say paedophiles are allowed to adopt children? How have you, well, made, how have you made the um, jump from gays to paedophiles, Nick? Oh, just because where is it going to stop? 10 years ago, it wasn't normal, it wouldn't happen. And now, all of a sudden, it's all over the tellies, it's forced down your throat with the gays. Like, normal... I have uh, never had gays forced down my throat. It's just interesting. I'm trying to follow your line of thought, Nick, from um, gays being able to adopt, the the next step being paedophiles able to adopt. I don't get the connection. Well, ten years ago, it would never happen. They would never let a a gay couple adopt children. Now, all of a sudden, it's normal and it's allowed. Where is it going to stop? Well, I, I think I think it would stop before paedophiles would be allowed to adopt. I, I don't uh, I don't think society will change that much. You're not hinting that gays are paedophiles, are you? No, but it's just going down that line. Where, where, <laughs> that line. Uh, times are changing. That's my opinion on it, anyway. I, I, I'm sensing, Nick, you don't like gays. Well, no, 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 I just don't like the way it's forced down your throat. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much indeed. We, we can do that. That's three times that joke has been done now. We'll, we'll, we'll leave it there. Do you want another text? This is from Nicky. Uh, uh, this is, um, Nick, thank you for that. I mean, the, the, the gay to paedophile thing is just so lame. I mean, that, there's, there's there, there, anyone that, that believes there is a connection between the two is just, well, I say it's an idiot. Uh, and that's not what my beef is. My beef isn't, oh, gosh, they might be supposing that, that these gay men are pe- there's, no, there's no connection at all. Of course not, Nick. Shame on you. I just thought we'd let him come on and say that and um, hang himself. Yes. Here's what Nicky thinks. As a father yourself, you'll have a special bond with your child or children, and I feel your issue is solely with the fact that these children will have two fathers, and that bond will be so somewhat different, which makes you feel uncomfortable. That's someone trying to unpick your mind. Might take them a while. P.S. Milton <laughs> Keynes... P.S. Milton Keynes is not a... Um, Poo hole? Yes. Oh. Um, 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 which, by the way, we never said someone else did. Yes, we're, we're, we're dissing places this morning. It's interesting, this, isn't it? It's, uh, I, I guess... Um, what I'm realising about myself is, and I'm glad that we're having this conversation because it's always good to learn uh, learn your strengths uh, and learn your weaknesses. Yeah. I'm learning that I am prejudiced. I have a prejudice against gay couples having kids, and it it, it, it must be prejudice in the purest sense of the word because I that, that there is no. As far as I can tell, as far as I can remember, there is no reason for it. But at least you recognise you're uncomfortable with it. Yeah. Um, Dave says, uh, as long as the children are loved and cared for, does it really matter whether they're straight, bi or gay? Janet says, you're responding to a basic and primal instinct that a child has always been the result of a man or a woman. Maybe that's it. Maybe it is. I, I, I used the word genetic earlier on. Maybe it is in, um, our, our bio, in my biological code mm-hmm. that, something that, that, that reasoning and knowledge can't change, can't get over. Angie says, this is Angie in Welling Garden City, would you treat a gay etc couple any differently because of your prejudice? Being heterosexist is something a lot of us are. Ooh. Well done for being brave enough. I know. Well done for being brave enough to voice this so sensibly. It's a shame you feel that way though, says Angie. Oh, I think it's good. The shame that I feel what way? About the gay couples mm. or the, that I feel that I'm doing something wrong? That you're heterosexist. I'm heterosexy, guys, if anyone's interested. Uh, 08459 455 555. This is a slow burner, this one, in terms of calls. I think it's because people are trying to get their heads around it. Let's not do the lazy the, the gay paedophile thing. I, we, we've had that one call to highlight that there are still idiots out there who think that. Let's try and focus more on, on, on the parenting thing and, and the, the, the prejudice and what that may possibly say about me and may say about you. 08459 455 555. 
Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. The M25 anti-clockwise is queuing between junction 21A for St Albans and 16 for the M40. Also the A1M southbound is looking very heavy between junction 3 for St Albans and junction 2 for Wellham Green on the speed sensors. The M1 southbound slow between junction 12 for Flitwick and 9 for Redbourne. And having a look at the M40 towards London is heavy between junction 2 for Beaconsfield and junction 1A for the M25. And in Marlow as well the A404 northbound is very slow between the Marlow junction and junction 4 for the Highway Handy Cross roundabouts. That's being added to the normal rush hour queues by people avoiding some problems on the M4 into London. On the trains, the Great Northern services have delays between Welling Garden City and Kings Cross and Moorgate. That's because of emergency engineering works between Wellham Green and Hatfield. Samantha Ruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Samantha. 7.46, it's Monday the 10th of November. I am Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Residents fighting plans to build a high-speed rail link which runs through the Chilterns are suffering depression and insomnia. That's according to research by the BBC. Bedfordshire and Hertfordshire Police are taking part in a national gun amnesty for two weeks from today. And plans to develop land north of Luton are being made public today. Uh, David, Tim, stay on the line. We'll come to you in a second. Let's get the weather. Here's Kate. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Good morning. One or two showers around this morning, particularly the further west you go. It looks like they get stuck there, though parts of Buckinghamshire, perhaps part of Bedfordshire as well. One or two heavier bursts mixed in there. Elsewhere, though, further east you go, it's more likely to be quite a bright start to the day. Some blue sky out there for some as well. It is quite chilly. Temperatures kind of around 7 or 8 Celsius across the region at the moment as we head through the afternoon. Not going to get too much warmer. About 12 Celsius, the predicted maximum. The wind is going to start to pick up as we head through the afternoon and overnight as well quite noticeably over high ground so the Chilterns the Downs for example it really is going to be quite breezy there but it does help keep the air nice and churned up so those temperatures perhaps a little milder than they should be between 8 and 10 Celsius so a mild start tomorrow dry day rather cloudier in the west we could get one or two spots of rain there breezy but some sunny smells towards the east maximum temperature tomorrow 13 Celsius that's your forecast Every weekday morning, local opinions. Well, I think it's a very difficult uh, proposition. You really cannot allow your heart to rule your head. Local stories. I wanted to call my house Hardcore Mansions. They refused that on two separate occasions. I wasn't leaving the house through the fear as to what I would find when I came back. Local life. I bought a car within three months. It's rough day. They said that the deposit would be forthcoming. It wasn't. The JVS Show, weekdays from nine on BBC Three Counties Radio. If you hear a whisper, give us a shout. Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. Morning, this is Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. I'm trying to get my head around a prejudice that I have. It turns out I'm prejudiced. Isn't that interesting? I have a prejudice when it comes to gay couples having children. There's something about me that goes, ooh doesn't feel right. And that's as good as I've got. That's as good an argument as I've got. I can't go any... can't take it any further. Uh, so we're asking you to help this morning. 08459 455 555. David's in High Wycombe. Morning, David. Morning, Ian. What have you got for us? Uh, I'm just curious regarding this uh, doesn't sit well with you. Yes. Uh, as a gay listener, um, I don't have children myself. Um, but I just find it unbelievable that... Uh, you would have this opinion. I'd just like to quite try, try and analyse why yeah, why it doesn't sit well with you. Yeah. What's the actual main reason of 
why you feel it's so... Uh, was, did you use the word unnatural? Does it feel unnatural to it, well, you? Well, it, it's, it, I use the word, it, it's not natural in the literal sense of the word, in, 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 in as much as biologically it's well, not it's natural. Sciencely, it's not in science. It's sci- not, yeah, uh, in, 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 yes, it's, it's not natural in that true sense of the word. But every, I mean, you've got heterosexual, my, my point is, I mean, my parents did, they did a reasonable job, but you've, there's many parents out there, heterosexual and gay couples, that can get it right, they can get it yeah, wrong. Oh yeah, my dad was, so, my dad was terrible. Yeah, join the club. So it's um, it's generally you can uh, you can it, it can go both ways. But there's a lot of there's a lot of good there. There's a lot of love there, and I think if children need love, it doesn't matter if you're gay or straight. You know, it it, it shouldn't matter either way. Yeah. But you need to. I, I just find it strange that you have. Yeah. Uh, that. I, I find it strange as well, David. I find it. I, I, honestly, I do, and I'm I'm you know I'm I'm trying to be as honest really as I can about this. Really, I'm really gobsmacked that you would. Uh, you would have that opinion because it's got in my. I mean, you know, it, 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 gay people. We, you know, we fight to, to to get equality. And to be honest, I'm you know, I'm not one of those militant gay people that uh, you know are marching on the street and pushing for gay rights. You know, right, left, and centre. But little things like that, and you know, comments made by someone um, in your position. Mm. Um, it's I don't know. It's, it's quite shocking to me. I, I, I wouldn't have expected you to come out with something like that. In my, you know, you're, you're, of course you're entitled to your opinion mm. running the show and what have you. Well, I'm the thing very, is, David, I don't, I don't think it's... Uh, listen, I'm surprised as well. I don't think it's an opinion, because an opinion comes through... Um, you, I, I think we get opinions, A, we pick them up from people around us, but then as we get older, we kind of think through opinions. So, so the opinions I have have come from a, a point of experience, a point of knowledge, uh, and I've worked through it. There is none of that around this. There is, there is, I have no, uh, I, I have no knowledge that shows to me that, that gay uh, parents would be, I, I'm not, I don't think they would be worse than normal parents. It's a pure prejudice in as much as I can't work out why I'm feeling this. Weird. It is weird. I'm glad you. you I'm glad you think it's weird because well, it, it is. Because you, you, I mean, you, usually homophobia will come from uh, parents, or it'll yeah. come from um, different, you know, different family members or friends, or you know, peer pressure from other people, what have you. And you'll you'll notice it in that way. But if it's a random, just thought of, it just doesn't sit right with you. I suppose that you could put it on the same lines as people who donate organs. Sometimes people say, no, it just doesn't sit right with me. Do you know what? That is that is a ridiculous, but also a brilliant way of putting it. In the, you know, the, 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 there are some. You're right. People don't 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 donate organs, but they have no reason behind it. Let they me just no go reason. back to something you said. Okay. Um, uh, the, the, uh, oh God, people are going to hate me. We can have an honest conversation, can't we, David? Yeah, we can. We okay. can. I don't. I, I'm shocked you've said it. Yeah. But in the same respect, I, I, I respect you for saying it. It's honest, it's your isn't opinion. it? Yeah, of course it is. All right. Okay. Gay, gay rights. Okay. Now, mm. uh, the gay couples getting married. Love it. I applauded that day. The uh, the, uh, the gay uh, sexual acts. I, I think are wonderful. Congratulations. Well done. Right. Should gays. Oh, how do I say this without sounding like an idiot? I can't. So I'm just going to say it as it comes out. Okay. Should gays have. The right to adopt, though you talk about. We've all got these gay rights. We've all got these gay rights. We've all got. We've all got rights. But maybe there are some. Maybe there are some rights that people shouldn't have because of their inherent genetic differences. Well, if it, it all comes down to love. It all comes down to what you can give a child. Really, oh. I have a. I have a friend who um, a gay couple that I know who have a little boy, um, and this little boy came from a parent who was a drug, drug addict. Uh, she couldn't look after him. Um, she was in an absolute mess. So social services, I believe, took, took him away. And he's gone to them, and he's led up to, you know, to the last six years, a lovely, lovely, loving, 
mm. loving life between two two parents. I mean, the only other side of it that I personally think of is, I mean, the ridicule that you get at school. I mean, have times changed enough to know that if a child yeah. goes to school now, are two parents that you've got two gay parents, are children going to, you know, are they going to take the mick? Are they going to be? I don't. But listen, kids that? would. I, I, that, do you know that side doesn't bother me because kids would take the mick about anything. You know, your, your, your name's David. They'll find something rude well, that rhymes with David. You know, they'll do. David, say that because Tim's in Brummer. Morning, Tim. Morning, Tim. What, what, what do you think on this? I'm glad you brought this up because I feel the same way you do and I'm not actually sure why I feel that way either. Exactly the same reason. It's odd. But I think I think it comes down, you're using the word natural. I can understand the arguments that people are saying, yeah, but people's, you know, families split up, parents, one parent moves off. And that, in a way, that's natural because that's just the way people are. But the flip side of it is that the only part of it that isn't scientifically natural is two gay people, whether they be men or women, physically conceiving a child. And I think that's the inherent built-in bit that does, it doesn't, like you say, doesn't sit naturally. Go on, David. You just, you just made a comment then saying just it's, it's the way people are. Well, as far as yeah. I'm aware, I didn't wake up one day and go, do you know what, I think I'm going to be gay today. No, absolutely. I'm with it. It's, uh, no, it's something to me that is pretty natural because I have no choice in it. And if you ask completely. any other gay person... If they if they wanted to pick to be gay, if that was an easier oh, life for them, David, they would no, say, completely. Yeah, actually, and, no, they and, and, Go on, Tim. And, and I fully support you in your life choices, or not life choices, because it's, it's not, not a life choice. choice. No, that's right, it's, it's not, not a life choice. choice. Not I fully choice. support the way that everybody is, but the point was, is that scientifically, naturally, the only part that can't happen is two gay people oh, conceiving child. Disagree. I don't disagree with that. At all. It's scientifically, it's completely, it's completely, yeah, that's actually factual. But at the end of the day, you could, ha- you could, as we've shown, people who can have uh, can have children and then give those children away to anybody can show that yeah. they can still David, have a loving, David, loving childhood. Tim, stay there. Louise wants to have a word. Morning, Louise. Good morning. What would you like to say? You got you got David, Tim, and me on the line. What would I like to say is, I can't see anything wrong with two blokes raising a child or yeah. two ladies raising a child. Because those two blokes, yes, if they did choose to go and have a one-night stand somewhere to impregnate someone, Ooh, yeah, yes. they can take their child and raise it. Yeah. That is why there's so many children in the homes in England, because it's a prejudice. Because I'm a single, I, I was a single woman, and I went to adopt a child, and they tell me I couldn't have the child, they have to have a man in the house. Oh, because you were single? Yes. Oh. And my brother, my brother was living in my home. Yeah. I said, my brother, they said, no, you've got to have a husband. Yeah. Oh, that wow. in England, I was told that. How long and ago I, was that, Louise? Well, the government brought me to England in 1960 to work. Blimey. What were you doing? Working with London Transport, and they didn't put me on London Transport. They put me in the canteen. Oh, disappointing. But I, I, I think, I, th- I think, I, I'm maybe someone more I think single women can adopt children now. I think they can. Yeah, yeah, but why can't single men? What is wrong with that? I think they can as well. But would you yeah. object, Louise, to two gay men having a baby? How you mean having a baby? Um, like that one pregnant, the other one? No, that that's not physically uh-huh. possible. No. Aha. Uh-huh. Aha. Uh-huh. How about that? They either impregnate an, a woman, a friend, or they adopt right. a baby. Right. No problem. 
care. The child, children need care. That's why the homes in England okay. is fluctuated with so many children that have a mother and a father, but they're not dealing with them and they don't want to know them. Okay, Louise, thank you very much indeed. Hey, t- Tim, David, listen to this. Ken has sent an email in that I think is kind of my get-out-of-jail-free card. Have a listen to this. See, see what you think. Ken says, Ian, it's okay that you have this instinctual prejudice against gay parents. It's okay as long as you recognise it, intellectualise it as a prejudice, and then don't allow it to rule how you act and treat people. The problem is if you let your prejudices rule you. That sounds like a proper sensible thing to say. Very sensible. That kind of of lets me off the hook ever so slightly, doesn't it? And me, by the sound of it. I think think you can can use that one as well, Tim. David, are you you buying that? (laughs) Uh, yeah, yeah, to an extent. <laughs> not, not quite. David, are we still friends? Uh, we are, yes. Okay. Of thank you. Thank it's you. interesting, though, and not, not trying to throw the cat amongst the pigeons. Well, I am, I suppose, a little oh, bit. Here we go. But, um, but this could bring the whole different thing of surrogacy into into the argument as well, you know? It's because. Um, oh, man. I, I know, I just thought I'd throw it out. Sorry, there, hey, I've got to go to work. Go, go to work, thing. David and Tim, thank you. Surrogacy is another thing I don't get. Oh, now, come on. Seriously, that's weird, isn't it? Hmm. Isn't it? 08459 four double five five double five. David, Tim, Louise, thank you. Ken, thank you for your email. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. There are some problems into London on the M4. That's causing it to be quite busy as a result on the M40 into London with people avoiding that. So it's very slow between Junction 5 for Stoke and Church and Junction 1A for the M25. Also Marlow, the A404 northbound is very slow between the Marlow Junction and Junction 4 for the High Wycombe Handycross roundabouts. And in Beaconsfield, the Amsham Road is very slow between Bartrells Lane and the A40 London Road. Having a look at the speed sensors on the M1 southbound, and it's very slow between Junction 12 for Flittig and Junction 9 for Red and the M25 anti-clockwise is looking slow at the minute between Junction 24 for Potters Bar and Junction 23 for the A1M. In Chestnut, the A10 towards London is very slow between Great Cambridge Road at Turnford and the M25 Junction 25 for Enfield. And on the trains, Great Northern have delays between Welling Garden City and King's Cross. That's because of emergency engineering works going on between Wellham Green and Hatfield. Samantha Ruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Oh, you're good. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's eight o'clock, I'm Simon Oxley. The headlines, HS2 stress for Buckinghamshire residents. Luton father welcomes gun amnesty. And Stevenage driver still on course for Formula One world title. BBC Three Counties Radio. Residents fighting plans to build a high-speed rail link through the Chilterns are suffering depression and insomnia, with some having contemplated suicide, according to research by the BBC. They say the struggle for compensation and the disruption to their lives has affected their mental health. HS2 Limited says a generous compensation package is being offered. Great Missenden GP Dr Kate Barnes says she's seen the impact. I've certainly had people who've come in and said to me that they've just felt life isn't worth living. There's nothing to live for any longer, this kind of thing. And I've got a number of patients who I've had to put on antidepressants who would never have dreamed of having to have that kind of support. And that's purely due to the effect of the stress of HS2. 
Bedfordshire and Hertfordshire Police are taking part in a national gun amnesty for two weeks from today. It gives people the chance to give up their firearms without being prosecuted for illegal possession. Neville Foster's son Paul was shot dead in Luton in April last year. He welcomes the amnesty but told this programme more could be done. A big bonus to get all the guns off the street if it's possible. Paul's murderer has not been brought to justice yet, has he? There's information out there who the help bringing the killer for my son. And I, I don't think the police is working on it very, very carefully. David Cameron is facing a possible backbench rebellion when MPs vote on whether or not to retain the European arrest warrant. Some Conservatives fear the policy makes it too easy for UK citizens to be extradited on relatively minor charges. The business leaders group, the CBI, is urging the government to do more to improve living standards for working families. It wants free childcare for all children between one and four. Plans to develop land north of Luton are being made public today. They include thousands of homes and a new road linking the M1 and A6. More from Lee Agnew. Planners say the development is vital to keep up with the demand for new homes and the new road would connect with the new Dunstable bypass which is being built next year. But there's likely to be significant opposition from villages just north of Luton including Sundon and Stretley which border an area of outstanding natural beauty. There's also an ongoing dispute between Luton Borough and Central Bedfordshire councils about the number of affordable homes that should be built there. In sport, Lewis Hamilton remains on course to win the Formula One world title, despite finishing second to championship rival Nico Rosberg in the Brazilian Grand Prix. Ultimately, it was my, my mistake, so uh, I made up for it, but you know, lost, obviously uh, cost me the seven points. But it's OK, we've got uh, a lot more points in the next race. And the Harvardshire driver only needs to finish second in the last race of the season in Abu Dhabi to win the title. And Stevenage were held nil-nil at home by non-league Maidstone in yesterday's FA Cup first round tie. But the Borough do join Milton Keynes, Dons, Luton and Wickham in tonight's second round draw. The weather, some sunny spells, but showers are possible. A maximum temperature 12 degrees Celsius. And you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. Today on BBC Three Counties Radio. From nine. The JVS Show. With the big phone in, the hottest topic of the day and your consumer problems. From 12. Nick Coffer. With the living archive from Milton Keynes talking about the Milton Keynes book, Days of the Great War. From three. Roberto Peroni. I'm here with a roundup of the day's news, the latest travel and your stories. From six. Three Counties Sport. With a look back at the weekend's action and taking a look at the grassroots sport across beds, hearts and bucks. Today on BBC Three Counties Radio. Morning, guys. Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. Busy show. HS2 Hassel. And other stuff. Talking about gay parents as well. I have a, 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 a prejudice that I can't quite get my head around why I have this prejudice. I don't understand it. We're sort of working through it. It's been pointed out, it's good that I acknowledge I have a prejudice, and as long as I don't let it rule my the way I treat people, then that's fine. And that that's kind of cool, isn't it? 08459 455 555 Across beds, hearts and bucks This is BBC Three Counties Radio We're also uh, 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 Places that you don't like We've had <laughs> And the year is 1983, can you guess the year? Thank you very much indeed um, oh, We went to Hull last week Hull, Hull. Hull. 
and it is a dump no, man. No, I thought it was looking quite smart oh, these days. <laughs> the train journey up is such a depressing journey. Once you get to Doncaster, once you get to Donny and go beyond there. Ay, but ay, on the upside, ay. I discovered Uno, which I'd never played before. You've never played Uno before? No, no, no. I don't really, I'm not really into card games. If someone said, oh, should we get a card game for the journey? I think, oh, no. But that was actually a really fun one. We were playing Uno on the train and we nearly missed our stop at Stevenage. Uh, there's a place. Uh, and we, we were getting off and the fella wouldn't let us off the train, would no. he? The fella was in the aisle. Obviously, we were in a rush because we've been playing Uno and yeah, he wouldn't let I us off you. the train. beat you. My first go, I beat you. Hey, I, well, hang on a second. Yeah. I let you win. Well, you didn't tell me some of the rules until I was on them. That yeah, was correct. another one. You didn't correct. tell me how to say Uno when I had one card left. Here's the thing. I went to a record fair Still on one. Sunday Still in one. Olympia in Did London. You? Yeah, I, went I to thought it was off. Yeah, well, this is it. I went to this record fair. I drove all the way to London to go to Olympia Record Fair. I had some money out. I got rid of the kids, got rid of the missus. Got there. I was a week early. You plum. I was a week. There was a drum show on. And I... Um, well, you fancied a drum kit at one point. I, I did. I didn't fancy paying 25 quid to go to a drum show, though. I know. So, um, I... I, I uh, hang on. Uh, yes, I sacked that off. That's what I was hoping yeah, to say. Careful. 08459 555. Have we got any taxes before I go to Jules? Go to Jules anyway. We'll go to Jules. Morning, Jules. Hi, morning. Jules, what have you got for us? Um, it's just a really quick one, really. I picked up on something you said as I've been listening to you on the way to work this morning. Go on. Um, you noticed that you're... You said about your dad was um, terrible very quickly during a conversation. Now, I've picked up on this because yeah. I'm actually a gay woman. I got married this year on the 29th of March. Congratulations. I have, thank you very much. I have three children. Yeah. Um, and uh, obviously, you know, we're all happy. But I do believe a lot of my upbringing has a, a massive influence on the way I deal with life and see life. My dad... Oh, yeah, of course, yeah. ...is an absolutely exceptional man. Um he is so liberal and open-minded and, you know, loving no matter what. I mean, was your dad like this? No, um, no, no, not at all. My dad was my dad was terrible. wasn't around very often, and uh, uh, and you know d- d- taught me some terrible things about how to treat women. Right. So then, if you're saying this, obviously, then your dad is not a good influence on a father to a child. Therefore, is this why you look at Mal? Um, and two males, particularly being together, if you haven't been brought up with a good dad then you don't know what love a dad can give. I mean, yeah. my dad gave me so much support um, and love that I, I can see that men can offer a child just as much and sometimes more than an okay. actual mother. It's interesting you picked up on it, and I was wondering if someone did. I kind of said it deliberately to see if someone did, so well done. Two things. If my boys came up to me and said, Dad, we're gay, I would give them a big hug, a big kiss, and wish them the best of luck, and it wouldn't bother me in the slightest. Bother me ever so slightly for a second, but but that's just a knee-jerk. I'd be really happy for them. And also, it's not just two, two dads that kind of gets me scratching my head. It's two mums. It's you, George. Right. It's you. And I say that just to be completely honest. I, 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 I can't explain it. No, I, can't, I appreciate, you know, people's opinions and everything else. And when I say congratulations on getting married, I genuinely mean that. I genuinely mean that. And, you know, that's not a sarcastic, that's not me <laughs> saying it because I have to. Brilliant. You know, getting married is awesome. But there's something about you and your missus having three kids that leaves me kind of scratching my head a little bit. Yeah, see, the only problem I come across with that is society and the uneducatedness of people. Yeah. Um, you know, as long as my kids are happy yeah. and thriving and doing well, my oldest is off to uni. It hasn't affected my children. It still doesn't affect my children. It's society that causes our family problems. Can I, can I, ask, can I ask you a few personal questions? If they're too personal, tell me to jog on. 
Have you um have you always lived a gay lifestyle? No, I lived straight thirty years. So those kids were you married mm-hmm. before to a bloke? Yes. So are those kids from when you were married to that bloke? Um yeah. See, that's different. Why is that different? Because you, and it is different, because um, your, um, new, your new wife, your new married partner, has kind of come into that relationship when the family has been established. You're not two gay women saying, hey, should we have a kid? Those kids are already there. Do you, do you what, see now, what, I mean? what is now I decided, which, to be honest with you, I think if I didn't have the three kids, I already have a, a, I, I clearly... I'm really maternal, so I would definitely want a baby, and I would love nothing more than to have a baby with my wife. Yeah. And I believe I would be a lot happier in them circumstances than I was when I was with the father. Oh, yeah, of course. If, you, or if you're a gay um, woman, yeah, of course. So, you know, like I said, I, I understand your views, but I do believe a lot of yours is your own upbringing mm. and the way you've, you've, you've been brought up by a man. It's not a very good example no. of how a dad can be. No. So maybe... Maybe you could look at that a bit. But, you know, as I said, I value your opinions. Um, I value anyone's opinions, as long as they're kept for themselves. Jules, I appreciate you calling up. Thank you for being so uh, honest with me. Thank you. Thank you very much. 08459 455 I said that deliberately about my dad to see if anyone would pick up on it, and she did. I she... think there's probably a bit of that in there. Yeah. Well, there always is, isn't there? But I'm not homophobic, unless this is, you could class this as homophobia, I suppose, to a certain extent. I'm not homophobic. No. Genuinely, if my boys came to me and said they were gay, wonderful, wonderful. Be safe. Are you sure you feel equally uncomfortable about women as men? Yeah, yeah. I think so. I think so. Oh, wait, 459 455 555. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. Residents fighting plans to build a high-speed rail link which runs through the Chilterns are suffering depression and insomnia, with some having contemplated suicide. That's according to research by the BBC. The struggle for compensation and the disruption to their lives has affected many people's mental health, with some telling the BBC they've been pushed to the brink. Anna Hossack lives in Winchmore Hill and joins me now on the line. Morning, Anna. Good morning. I used to live in Winchmore Hill. It's very, oh. very nice around there. That is very nice. We're the, between Winchmore Hill and Penn Street. Oh, I, see, I, yeah, I know the area very, very well. Tell us about your situation, Anna. What's going on? Well, we rent a house in uh, Penn Street because our house went on the market five years ago. It's very close to the line, the HS2 line. Um, and we put it on five years ago and we got no offers at all. Uh, we prepared our case for extraordinary hardship in 2012. Took five months to prepare, two months to be rejected, five months to resubmit. And um, we got confirmation that we'd been accepted in 2013. Fantastic. But ah. offer was, um, wasn't, you know, the offer, the offer was made, but it wasn't a particularly uh, good offer. And it was certainly, we reckon, around about quite a lot of money. <laughs> quite a lot of money less than um, it was valued at. How, how much did they undercut you, do you reckon? Um, Probably about 200,000. Oh, is, is that all? Yes, is that. Blimey. And we're not, you know, we're, I work in education, my husband's retired, he's late 60s. Um, we are not landowners by any means. We have a very high mortgage. You want a, you want a fair price for, for fair... what you've been working towards all your life? Yeah. 
and my husband has suffered heart condition. That's why we obviously got EHS and depression, anxiety. And is, 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 would you say that these earlier talked about actually? Yeah. Would you say that these these medical conditions are because of HS two and what's been going on with your house? Oh, uh, absolutely. One exacerbated the other. Um, I think the heart started first. He couldn't sleep. Lots of things like he had water and felt he was drowning. It, it was it was very frightening. A lot of trips to A and E and and yeah, a week in hospital or so. He was he was actually kept in a few times. Must be really worrying for you. Yeah, it was. It was um, middle of the winter, most of it, and it was very unpleasant driving back, you know, from Snook Mandeville or High Wycombe or wherever. Yeah, very interesting. I, I mean, is he on medication? What is your what is your has your doctor been able to help with with the stress and the anxiety around this? Yes, uh, but what can they do? This is an area of outstanding natural beauty, and whether you know, we bought a house hoping we would downsize and retire. We're stymied. We can't move. It's not a case of um, being able to sell eventually. We will never be able to sell it. So we are stuck. And I think that's the biggest problem for people here. They are absolutely stuck. They cannot move. And there's a conspiracy of silence in, in lots of ways because they'll talk to the doctor confidentially about their finances, but will they talk to you? Probably mm. not. Have you spoken to HS2 about this, about the, the, the impact it's having? Uh, oh, yes, obviously, because... Sorry, I, I don't mean to be rude. No, no. You know, because we got, we got extraordinary hardship. Yeah. Clearly, we fell into the criteria, but it took us a long time, and it was a bit like war and peace. It took a long time. I said five months to prepare on both occasions. So ten months to prepare a document. And where are you now, Anna? They're, they're 200 grand under what you, you think your property is worth. Is that it? Does it? Is there another stage? No. They will not uh, meet. They will not discuss. They had valuers in, and the valuation... We, ha- we, we got an independent um, surveyor in to do a valuation, and he came in at around, about, I think, 175000 over the government's uh, valuers. And our Halifax, our, our mortgage company, uh, valued it at over that. Mm. And that's not an estate agent coming in and saying, this house is not under blight, it's in a beautiful setting. It's, it's in an area of outstanding natural beauty. I couldn't put windows in my garage. Mm. But imagine my surprise when they ran a train near it. And I'm really, I, I, listen, I wish you and your husband both the best of luck and I hope his health picks up. Thank you. Thanks for sharing your story, I really appreciate that. Oh dear, oh dear, what a horrible situation. 08459 455 555. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. There are some problems heading into London on the M4, so that's causing long delays on the M40 into London. It's very slow between Junction 5 for Stoke and Church and Junction 1A for the M25. Also very slow in Marlow on the A404 northbound between the Marlow Junction and Junction 4 for the High Wycombe Handicross Roundabout. So in Beaconsfield on the A355 Amersham Road, it's looking very slow between Butchells Lane and the A40 London Road. In Toddington, Church Square's very slow in both directions at Park Road with queues to 
to the M1 Junction 12 for Flittick and to Chelgrave Road through the roadworks there. Looking at the motorways, the A1M southbound is very heavy between St Albans and Junction 2 for Wellham Green and the M25 anti-clockwise is very slow between Junction 24 for Potters Bar and Junction 23 for the A1M. Having a look at the trains on Great Northern still have some delays between Welling Garden City and King's Cross and Moorgate. That's because of overrunning emergency engineering works between Wellham Green and Hatfield. Samantha Breath, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much. 8.17. It is Monday the uh, 10th of November. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Residents fighting plans to build a high-speed rail link which runs through the Chilterns are suffering depression and insomnia, according to research by the BBC. Bedfordshire and Hertfordshire Police are taking part in a national gun amnesty for two weeks from today and plans to develop land north of Luton are being made public today. BBC Three Counties Radio. Good morning. Good morning. That'll be me then. Thanks very much. Yeah. Oh, you're sounding a bit croaky again. I am a bit croaky. I've got a three-hour voiceover session to do today. They're going to ask for their money back. They are. They're going to ask for their money back. Thanks, guys. How are you going to? Uh, how are you going to cope with that? I'm. I'm going to go in. I'm going to do the first three lines, and they go, "Yeah, can we have our money back, please?" That's what's going to happen. Will the voiceover session pay more than this morning's show? Yes. So why did you... Uh, I mean, surely you should have taken the morning off, rested the vocal cords, uh, done the voiceover. I, I, I can't take any more time off. Oh. Literally, I can't take any more time off. Oh. Ah. Uh, you're right. Did you have a nice weekend? Yeah, very nice, thank you. Good. Wet. Yeah. I did the gardening on Saturday. Oh. I got soaked through to my pants. And I'm not even I'm not even exaggerating. You know sometimes I exaggerate. I'm not even exaggerating. I was soaked through to my pants. Too much information. Why is he saying this? Why does he have to say pants? Was he wearing like cotton trousers or something? Ask him. Corduroys. Ask him. My corduroys were soaked, as were my pants. Why would you What, did you wet yourself? (laughs) I was soaked. I was cutting back. I'm really confused. What are we talking about now? Gardening. We're still talking about the garden. Yes. Not the. Okay. So you, what, you're cutting back bush. What? <laughs> I was. I was cutting back. I was pruning an apple and a pear tree in my garden. <laughs> Again, I'm. We're, we're back. I was, we're I was about anything. Pruning my fig tree. Yeah. And uh, before I knew it, I was soaked through to my pants. And what thought, did you do? Did you strip God. off? And soak through to my pants. Okay, okay right. Just to, can we stop? So, about- what was the image when you left the garden? You stood sopping wet on the doorstep, and what dropped him straight away? Or no, I thought while I was so wet, I okay. thought I might as well take the dog for a walk. Oh, so I took the dog for a walk. So she got drenched through to her pants if you wore them. Have you never read Wuthering Heights? You'll be in bed with a, a towel mopping your brow. Yes, and then I went home and had a nice hot shower. You disgust me. Wow. It's the way we rock in the countryside. (laughs) Do you want to tell us what's coming up on your show? Yes, please. Deviant, go on. Coming up on this morning's Big Phone, should the government pay more to help working parents afford childcare? Uh, The business leaders group, the CBI, is urging the government to do more to improve living standards for working families. It wants free childcare, free, for all children between one and four. That would make a big difference to you, wouldn't it, Ian? 
It would, yes. Free, totally free. As it holds its annual conference, the group says the squeeze on household budgets over the past few years cannot go on forever. They claim it's ludicrous that the average working couple in the UK now spends over a third of their income, their joint income, on childcare. It's well expensive. Well, from nine this morning, I'd like your views on this. Should the government pay more to help working parents afford childcare? Or maybe you think that's a ridiculous idea. Maybe you think that any additional money we have in our economy should not be spent on trying to get mums, ultimately, to go back to work at an earlier stage. I want your calls, your experiences on 08459 455 555. It's the big phone in from nine. There are some things in life you have to buy. One loaf of bread, two pints of milk. Some things you'd like to buy. There you go, madam, your brand new 80-inch TV. And some things money just can't buy. Here's the venue for your dinner date with George Clooney. Until now! This year, for children in need, we're giving you the chance to take part in a very special auction. Sold to the man on the phone from Buckingham. We're selling some amazing experiences to raise money for causes all over beds, hearts and bucks. Keep listening every day this week for all the details. Our charity auction for children in need starts Friday morning from 6 here on BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. Let's be having you. You're nicked. Police don't say what's going on here anymore, do they? I don't think they ever did. No, they did. They never said hello, hello, hello. Either. No, they never said that, but they used to say what's going on here then. No, they did. Of course they did. If you saw some young tearaways doing something, put, putting something in their pocket, first thing you'd say is, so let's... What's going on here then? My friend is a Spanish policeman. Oh, right. And they were having some English football fans come into Seville. Beautiful. And I taught him the phrase that pays. Oh, yeah. So now my friend Cesar... What? Cesar. That's not not a name. It's like Caesar. Cesar. Cesar. Mm -hmm. Cesar. Cesar Ignacio. Anyway, my friend Cesar, who's about six foot four and very handsome, knows how to put his hand on a uh, felon's back and say, you're nicked, mate. (laughs) I thought that would disarm them. If I um, You're Nick. if I was called Jesus, I would call myself Jesus. I know, I know a number of Jesuses. But why don't they call themselves Jesus? Uh, they do. I mean, that's how they say it. No, they don't. They say Jesus. Because that's how they say it. Well, they should say Jesus. Well, they do. That's how they say it. But they say Jesus. So that's what they call him. Exactly. So they should call wait. themselves Jesus. Well, they do. Thanks very much indeed. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. Police forces in beds and hearts are taking part in a national drive to rid the UK's streets of firearms. Operation Calibre will run from today until the 21st of November and will give people the chance to surrender their guns without being prosecuted. For Hertfordshire, it's their first firearms amnesty since 2003. Joining us now is Chief Superintendent Jane Swinburne from Hearts Police. Morning, Jane. Morning. Is Hertfordshire a safe county? Hertfordshire is a very safe county. Then why do we need a gun amnesty? Well, this is part of a a national coordinated approach uh, where we are looking to make Hertfordshire even safer by reducing the number of illegal firearms on our streets. Those firearms that aren't licensed aren't uh, subject to the conditions and controls of normal firearms licensed 
weapons and as such may um, find themselves erroneously falling into the wrong hands and it's this circulation this accessibility this availability that we're seeking to reduce in 2003 the last firearms amnesty how many guns were dropped off oh um uh, 698 blimey yes and what kind of guns were they uh, various types of guns, uh, varying from uh, air weapons uh, to um, Section 1 and shotguns. And who was dropping them off? Was it, I mean, it, was it just some old boys that, uh, actually, that accidentally had a couple of guns in their garage and they'd had them for years? Or, or, or were there proper gangsters? Well, in, in fairness, in terms of the 2003, um, not, I can't really say too much about the profiling. There would have been a mixture. And what we're expecting and what we've seen in other amnesties more recently held is that there's been a, a mixture of people who've come forward. Because many people will be law-abiding members of the public who um, may have uh, antiques or heirlooms who, due to recent legislative changes, may not even be aware... Yeah that they've got an unlicensed firearms. Because, you know, firearms licensing legislation is, is really complex, and that is why Hertford should set up an advice line, um, 01707806126, and that number is on our website, because we wanted the public to come forward and have an opportunity to get advice uh, just on that subject. You know, because if they are in possession of something that may be illegal, they may wish to surrender it, or they may wish to find out how they can become legal by obtaining... A I, I suppose the people that, that um, you, you know, uh, that are sitting at home going, oh, blimey, I wonder if our gun's legal. How do we... Li-? Those aren't the ones you're necessarily worried about, though, are you? It's the dodgepots running around, you know, shooting off guns on, on various parts of the towns. Uh, well, I have concerns about um, both lots of people, actually, um, Ian, because actually if people have, aren't aware of uh, licence conditions and security arrangements around those sort of weapons, uh, they, they can be... Uh, obviously not secured properly and may find themselves in the wrong hands. And so it can be equally as dangerous. OK. Well, if people want to want to find out more, where do they go, uh, Jane? Happy to tell you. We have an advice line on 01707 806 126. That's 01707 806 126. If they go on to the Hertfordshire Constabulary website, the details of that phone number are on there. The website is www.hearts.police. UK backslash amnesty and um, there's also an email address now that advice line is going to be staffed we put on specially dedicated staff throughout the amnesty and will be staffed from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. we've got several methods by which people can um, surrender their firearms and um, we can arrange for home visits um, also people may wish to come in um, to the police station when uh, we've got four available where there is the opportunity to surrender anonymously if they wish to, and that's at Hatfield, Hoddesdon, Stevenage and Watford. Jane, listen, I wish you the very best of luck. Chief Superintendent Jane Swinburne from Hearts Police. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. Gay parents. I feel I'm prejudiced and I'm surprised and disappointed I'm prejudiced. Nick's in Bulldog. Morning, Nick. Yeah, good morning, Ian. Um, I don't find your opinion about gay parents is particularly prejudicial. Go on. I think that's the wrong word, actually. I think it's we're all brought up to believe in certain conventional wisdoms and religious wisdoms and things like it's only a man and a woman who's, who should bring up children. We find it unusual. I don't think that's, pre- I don't think that's well, prejudicial. If you compare your point of view with that caller you had on about oh, half an hour ago, he sounds like he was coming from the lorry cab, where he made that link between 
with paedophilia, then that is genuinely... Oh, yeah. He's, he's, he, we, we let him on, because it's always good to let one of those people on, just to remind us they exist. He, he, he said that, that gays shouldn't be allowed to adopt, and what next, paedophiles. Uh, the, yeah. the, the, now, interestingly, I have the definition of prejudice up on my computer screen. Yeah. Pre- prejudice. Preconceived opinion that is not based on reason or actual experience. That is me. That's what I'm saying. My, my slight uncomfortability huh, with gay parents is not based on reason. It's not based on actual experience. It comes from... Well, I don't know where it comes from. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I know that is a written definition of the word prejudice, but I, really I don't think it is prejudice in the same light as we say we're racial prejudice yeah. or anything else. Nick, uh, listen, I, I appreciate your thoughts. I've got to move on because um, it's all very busy on this. If you want to have your say, 08459 555. Prompted by a story on the front page of The Sun, gay couple to have three babies by three months. That, that's written in such a way that we're supposed to go, oh, isn't that disgusting? That's not what I'm objecting to. That's, that's, that's a different thing altogether. It sits slightly uncomfortably with me. Gay couples having kids, and I, 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 I don't know why. If you can uh, help me get to the bottom of this, 08459 555. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. In Marlow, the A404 northbound is queuing between Marlow Road at the Marlow Junction and Junction 4 for the High Wycombe Handycross Roundabout. And also on the M40 towards London, it's much heavier than usual between Junction 5 for Stoke and Church and Junction 1A for the M25. That's because of people trying to avoid some problems on the M4 into London and diverting on those routes instead. In Toddington, Church Square is very slow in both directions at Park Road. That's causing queues to the M1 Junction 12 at Flittick and also to Chelgrove Road. In Sandy, the A1 towards London's queuing between St Neots Road at the Akbar and Bedford Road around the Sandy Roundabout. And having a look at the speed sensors on the motorways, the A1M southbound is heavy at the moment between Junction 9 for Letchworth and 7 for Stevenage. And also the M25 anti-clockwise is very slow between Junction 24 for Potters Bar and Junction 23 for the A1M. On the trains, Great Northern have delays between Welling Garden City and King's Cross. That's because of emergency engineering works. Samantha Breath, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 8.30, I'm Simon Oxley. Residents fighting plans to build a high-speed rail link which runs through the Chilterns are suffering depression and insomnia, with some having contemplated suicide, according to research by the BBC. Bedfordshire and Hertfordshire Police are taking part in a national gun amnesty for two weeks from today. And the business leaders group, the CBI, is urging the government to do more to improve living standards for working families. It wants free childcare for all children aged between one and four. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. Lewis Hamilton remains on course to win the Formula One world title despite finishing second to championship rival Nico Rosberg in the Brazilian Grand Prix. And the Hertfordshire driver only needs to finish second in the last race of the season in Abu Dhabi in a fortnight to be crowned champion. More from James Allen. So the Formula One world championship goes down to the final round as most people predicted it would with Lewis Hamilton 17 points ahead of his Mercedes teammate Nico Rosberg and 50 points available for the win. 
Hamilton has won 10 races to Rosberg's five, so it would seem an injustice on one level if he misses the title due to the controversial double points rule. But he can have no complaints about yesterday's result, where he threw away the chance of the win with a spin at half distance. In football, Stevenage drew 0-0 at home to non-league Maidstone in yesterday's FA Cup first round tie at the Lamex Stadium. They will replay at the Ryman Premier side next week. But the Borough do join Milton Keynes Dons, Luton and Wickham in tonight's second round draw. Luton manager John Still says a cup run can be combined with the promotion push. The FA Cup and the league, you know, our full attention, 100%. Because, I mean, it can be a money spinner, can't it? You can get in, the, you know, whoever you get in the next round, there's absolutely. TV money floating no, around. No, absolutely. So as far as I'm concerned, you know, we, we, we need to uh, approach this competition as we would, you know, a, a, a football league match. So uh, you know, as far as I'm concerned, absolutely 100%. And the second round draw is live on BBC Two tonight from 7 o'clock. In yesterday's Premier League matches, Arsenal conceded two late goals to lose 2-1 at Swansea. Tottenham lost 2-1 at home to Stoke. Newcastle won 2-0 at West Brom. Sunderland and Everton drew one all. In ice hockey, Milton Keynes Lightning lost 3-2 at home to Swindon last night. And Andy Murray made a losing start to the World Tour Finals in London, losing in straight sets to Japan's Kai Nishikori. BBC Three Counties News and Sports. The next full bulletin is at 9. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Mr. Dovalina, Mr. Bob Dovalina, Mr. Dovalina, Mr. Bob Dovalina. Zilch, China Clipper calling Alameda. China Clipper calling Alameda. Zilch, China Clipper calling Alameda. Never mind the furthermore, the plea is self-defence. It is of my opinion that the people are intending. It is of my opinion that the people are intending. It is of my opinion that the people are intending. It is of my opinion that the people are intending. It is of my opinion that the people are It is of my opinion that it is of my people that the Timothy offense. Never mind the people are intending. It is my opinion that the people are intending. It is my opinion that people aren't tense. It is my opinion that people aren't tense. It is my David's in Cyprus. Morning, David. Good morning, Ian. That was weird. I felt like I was getting some kind of brainwashing then. What? What? What do you mean? It was just the news with Simon. Well, that was that was very strange, and maybe I was getting some kind of brainwashing. Just, anyway. just, just the news with Simon Oxley. No brainwashing going on there, fella. Away you go. Kill the president. Uh, huh? Yeah. Uh, what? Kill the president. Anyway, yes, David. Um, I feel like I know you an apology. Probably. Go on. What have you done? <laughs> well, I called in a couple of weeks ago. I was on your podcast-only listener. Oh, oh, yeah, we had a little feature, podcast-only listeners call in. David called in. If I remember correctly, David, you, you, you sucked the life out of the show. Absolutely, that yeah. Was you, yeah. yeah. That was you. I was put on the spot and I, I didn't know what to say. And what I did come up with was complete and utter rubbish. Yeah. So, so have you, just, how are you going to rectify that situation? Well, you know, I wasn't actually expecting to be put back on again. Well, hang on a minute. You were put on the spot before and you weren't prepared for it. That means you should always be prepared that the next time you'll be put on the spot again. So, what what question... This is in the podcast now. What question would you like to ask the podcast listeners so that they can call in next week or whenever they hear the podcast with an answer? I would ask, why? Why are you a podcast-only listener? Why don't you listen to the show? 
David, excellent oh. question. Thank you very much indeed. 08459 555555. If you're a podcast listener, answer that question. What was the question again? Why? Why? Why, why? are you a podcast listener? Why um, are you not only? Why are you not listening to the show live? Why? Do I need to now put that in the podcast? That has to. Are you podcast? This is in the podcast. Are this you, is the podcast. Yeah. And the only people that can answer this question is if they listen to the podcast. Thank Nobody you. now who's listening now thank live you, Betsy. Yes. can listen. Betsy, thank you, uh, Mama Boyle. Are you taking the Mickey out of me or him with the why? Um, like all of your your kinfolk. Why does it bother you? Mm. Why? What's your beef? It's the fact you're doing this sort of Wallace and Gromit mouth. Why? <laughs> Why does that bother you? Hey, hey. Why? How the hell? What? How the hell? <laughs> How the hell? Why? Why? How the hell? Jesus. We're having some fun this morning, aren't we, Dills? Why? 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 Oh my goodness, this is like being 14 again. Calm down. <laughs> Calm down. Do you know when I first moved here, people thought I was American? Yeah, why? but because. Why? <laughs> Must be that glamour that you exude, that American sophistication and glamour. Oh no, hang on. Mm. Why? <laughs> why? Because I talk funny. You do talk funny? Well, uh, compared to them. Aye, apparently. why? Aye, aye, why? You lot all sound like EastEnders to me anyway. Why don't you switch off your television set? Go do something less boring instead, our kid. Oh. Why? I didn't like Why Don't You when it was Northern Ireland, couldn't understand them. I liked it when they said a film. I like the film. Well, that's the only word I could understand. Geordies didn't understand them. And um, your lot, because oh. I didn't like them. Well, now... I'll tell you why. Television, ch- Children's television when I was a kid was almost entirely London children. Yeah, which exactly. I didn't like. Yeah, yeah. The way yeah. it should so, have been. on that. But you came down... Well, put that away. You came down to us. In the 90s, we owned it. You couldn't get on the radio unless you had a northern accent. Now what's happening? It's all swinging back the other way. Yeah, exactly. Mm, swing, yeah. The swinging 60s, isn't it, Deals? Yeah, absolutely, boss, yeah. Why? 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 We got wise. You had your moment in the... Sh- you had your mad Chester. Mm. You had your Hacienda and your ecstasy drug and your well, happy Mondays. Now it's coming back down. South, where it belongs. Actually, the Manchester thing did help me an awful lot during my teenage years. Yeah, I bet it did, because you you were you were sorted. No, I wasn't sorted. I was about twelve or thirteen, but suddenly it was Why? cool to talk like this. Why was it cool to talk like this? Oh. Why? Why was it cool to talk like this? Why? Why was it cool to talk like this, boss? Matt's on the line. Morning, Matt. Morning, Morning. Matt. Morning. Matt, we finish at nine, mate, so try and spit it out. Look, if you didn't waste so much phlegm and time and phlegm wasting and your voice... time? No wonder you're losing your I've wasted voice. no phlegm this morning, trust me. <clears throat> and don't forget, we're paying for this. Yeah. I'm bleeding tax. Yeah, and I'm going to... I think you should probably pay more, Matt. No, Because it's I'm a going blooming good one. To, no, you can't. I've got to. You can't, Matt. Did you not He's hear? Like, I'm getting depressed listening Matt, to you now. Matt, I'm the best presenter on BBC Radio. I won a flipping award on Friday Local. in Hull. All Local. right. All right. I won the best presenter award, Local Matt. presenter. Okay. Well, I watched, I watched Superman last night, oh, and yeah. Lex Luthor was on there. Who was, who was on it, Matt? And he reminded Matt, me of you. who was on it? A right prat. Who was on it, Matt? Lex Luthor. Lex Luthor, Matt? Yeah. Is he Jamaican? No, he's... Lex Luthor? See, there you go again. Why? You're wasting your voice. Why? <laughs> Why, Matt? Why? Thank you, Matt. He can't, no, he can't not like the show, Justin. Mm-hmm. I'm the best 
presenter. Local. I've, got, well, I've got a tiny trophy to local, prove it. Local. He's listening and he's phoning. Enough said, really. Exactly. Yeah, Matt, yeah, Matt loses. If he does want to listen to Chris Evans, uh, I happen to know he's from Warrington, so he'd probably say, Why? Why not? Why? But he's probably been to elocution lessons just to get that accent out of his system. Good lad. He's had it knocked out of yeah, him. Yeah, absolutely. And he deals. Mm, yes. Daily, stay there. I'm going to speak to Rose first, if that's all right. Okay. Thank you. Morning, Rose. Good morning. What would you like to say? Uh, basically, the same-sex couples adopting. Yes. Um, there are hundreds and hundreds of children in the system that need loving families. Um, a same-sex couple is assessed exactly the same as a heterosexual couple. Yep. So surely, a child being with a, a same-sex couple... I'm not going to use the word gay, because I don't like that word. So Why don't you like the word gay? No, because I don't. Because that, like a guy earlier on said, you know, these exhibitionists, that, to me... Uh, portrays a gay person. Hang on, but so gays are, ex- gays are exhibitionists? No, no, no. A, a person earlier on on your, your programme said yeah. that a lot of them are exhibitionists. I'm not even going down that route. I'm talking about children. Um, but surely, I don't think gays are exhibitionists any more no, than, uh, no, than I, straight people are. Some of, some of them some are. Some are flamboyant, not, but then there are some flamboyant <laughs> yeah, straight okay. people. Justin Dealey, okay, for example. Okay, look, look, let me put this across to you. I'm a foster carer of many, many years. I pick up the pieces of lots and lots of children that have been what? with their birth parents... Oh, yeah. And then go on to adoption. Yeah. I myself had, as a foster carer, have adopted as a single parent. Um, single parent, right? Rose? 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 I think that's the end of Rose. It's a shame. That is a shame. It's a good point. Yeah, and you mentioned about me being flamboyant. A lot of people actually think I am gay. Um, I'm not gay. Um, but if somebody says to me, oh, you're gay, I actually take that as a compliment. Just putting it out there, just being completely honest. Oh, and I, can I just say, I've not been chatted up by a gay man for a long, long time, but boy, oh boy, isn't it flattering? It is. It happens quite often to me. And yep. I'm not sounding arrogant by saying that, but it happens quite a bit, and, um, you know, I take it as, uh, as a compliment. Not, not an issue to me at all. I've not been chatted up by a gay bloke for ages. Come on, gay fellas. <laughs> what, what, what is this, chopped liver? <laughs> huh? Yeah? Yeah. Come on, guys. <laughs> Uh, listen, front page of the Sun. Gay couple have three babies with three mums. We're meant to be shocked by that because of the number of children. Mm. I'm going to go back a step, and I, we have discussed this, and we, I have worked out. I have a prejudice. Yeah. Uh, a prejudice. The definition uh, of prejudice is. Um, uh, hang on a second. Uh, preconceived opinion that's not based on reason or actual experience. And I'm disappointed that I have a prejudice, Justin, because mm. in some ways it kind of lumps me in with those. Well, it, it, it almost lumps me in with the fellow earlier on who, who drew it, tried to draw a link between gays and paedophiles you know it comes from that it's taking that to the nth degree so we asked you to take this to the streets this morning Justin what did you ask what did you come up with well uh, what you're about to hear could offend a lot of people but uh, you wanted honest answers this morning so what I did Ian I went out with the front page of the sun uh, the headline there gay couple to have three babies by three mums Uh, there was no question I simply asked people for their initial reaction to the front page of the sun newspaper and Again, this could offend quite a few people, but uh, here's what people had to say. Disgusting. Tell me why. Well, they shouldn't be allowed to. They might interfere with the kids. Are you homophobic? No. Sounds to me like you are. No. If you've got two parents who really love those three children, what's the issue? I'm sorry if they stick to their own, but when the children are involved, um, I'm not very happy about that. You know, they stick to their own, fair enough. Like, you know, as long as stick they don't... Stick to their own, wow. Yeah, well, you know, if you do, if they stick to their own sort of people. But not when, uh, not when there's children involved, no. I don't agree with that one, 100%. Well, I'm against it because I'm Christian, but 
it's people's decisions and because I'm taught not to judge so they have to do what they want but if they're going to show those children love and if they're going to care for those children then there's nothing wrong with it well it's just showing them really that like that's all right to be two men together but really it should be mum and dad isn't it but it's okay to be gay though isn't it you're talking as if it's not okay to be gay no it's okay I think to be gay because that's their choice but to have children involved is something different it's going to confuse them yeah it's disgusting absolutely disgusting tell me why it's disgusting because it's just not the normal thing is it why is it not normal if you've got two parents who who love their children what from three separate mums how's that right well I know I'm going to sound outrageous here but gay people to me are not normal that's my honest opinion they're not normal not normal no 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 okay can I ask I'm you I'm sorry that's just tell me why you think they're not normal I believe, honestly, that every one of them has the potential to be a paedophile. That's my honest Come opinion. On, seriously. So, hard, but I so the thought of them bringing up three children? No, I personally don't rape them at all, to be honest. Oh, that's my honest flipping opinion. heck. Sorry, a lot of people will disagree with me, but that's my opinion. Well, yeah, a lot of people disagree with you because you're talking out your backside, fella. That's, um, that was uncomfortable listening, wasn't it? I'm staggered. People like that still exist in 2014? Blimey, just... <laughs> Well, there you go. You wanted honest views. People, I think, were, were very honest. I was shocked myself. I thought this morning a lot of people would say, well, I thought people would have the issue w- with the three mums. That's what I thought the issue would be about this morning. But clearly from those people there, um, and a lot more we didn't use on that piece, a lot of people find gay parenting um, really, really offensive. Um, well, shocking, I know. Justin, thank you. It's not, the, the, it's not the gay parenting that shocks me. It's the, the, the attitude towards gays. Hey, I thought we were 20. Let me just... Let me just... Yeah, it's 2014. It's 2014, blimey. Haven't we got a, lot, a long way to go? I thought we were nearly there. Flipping heck. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. We're just hearing from caller David that on the A421 between the M1 Junction 13 and Marston Mortain there's been an accident so it's starting to queue around there. Elsewhere in Sandy the A1 London Road's queuing between the St Leots Road at the Akbar and Bedford Road around the Sandy Roundabouts and the M40 London towards London is heavier than usual between Junction 5 for Stoken Church and Junction 1A for the M25 that's because of people avoiding some problems on the M4 into London as also causing queues in Marlow on the A4 for northbound between the Marlow Junction and Junction 4 for the High Wycombe Handycross roundabouts. Having a look at the M25 on the cameras and it's queuing anti-clockwise between Junction 19 for Watford and 16 for the M40 and on the trains Great Northern have delays between Welling Garden City and King's Cross because of emergency engineering works between Wellham Green and Hatfield. Samantha Breath, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Samantha. 8.46, Monday the 10th of November. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Residents fighting plans to build a high-speed rail link which runs through the Chilterns are suffering depression and insomnia. That's according to research by the BBC. Bedfordshire and Hertfordshire Police are taking part in a national gun amnesty for two weeks from today and plans to develop land north of Luton are being made public today. Sheila, stay there. Be with you after we get the weather from Kate. 
Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Good morning. For some of us, quite a bright start to the day. We have some blue sky and sunshine, but just working their way into parts of Buckinghamshire and Bedfordshire and parts of West Hertfordshire. We have one or two showers as well, just moving south and eastwards. One or two heavier bursts in there as well. They shouldn't last for too long, however, but it is only six, maybe seven Celsius outside. They're not going to feel too pleasant. Now, through the afternoon, we should get some brighter weather, some hazy sunshine mixed in there, but the breeze is going to start to pick up as well. And that's something we're really going to notice over the next couple of days. Maximum temperature up to 12 Celsius for tonight. The cloud will increase from the west. The breeze picking up, particularly over higher ground. The Downs, for example, the Chilterns could get quite breezy through there. But it does help to keep the temperature relatively mild. 8 to 10 Celsius the minimum, so not dropping down too far at all. For Tuesday, could see a bit of rain towards the west, uh, towards parts of Buckinghamshire perhaps. Uh, but for the rest of us, we're looking dry with some hazy sunshine temperatures up to 13 Celsius. And that's your forecast. Give it to me, Rob. Every weekday from three. Good afternoon. Welcome to the show. Local people. What's your story? Seems there's a law for them and then there's one for the press. And I disagree with what they're saying. Local views. In some cases, sort of 40% loss in value of their properties. Has Kevin Luton got it right? There is a responsibility when you're paid from the public purse. Local life. Do you want to know how much my carer's allowance goes up by every April when the tax year changes? Two quid. Roberto Peroni. And is it fair to target people on benefits? Weekdays from three. BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. I'm not gay. Um, Sheila's in St Albans. Good morning, Sheila. Good morning, Ian. Good morning, Sheila. Right. Hello. A boa constrictor. Well, hang on, I've just, I've just got to stop you, Sheila. We've just, I'm just getting through a very... Oh, hang on a second. Yep, yeah, getting through a very important announcement from uh, Richard Spendlove. Hang on one second. I am going to retire. Because I'm not going to sit here all night reading emails. Okay, well that's uh, that's an exclusive here. What have you got for us, Sheila? Right, your little song about the boa constrictor. Yes. Naturalist eaten alive by snake in TV stunt. Thought you'd be interested. A Paul Rossoli has allowed himself to be swallowed alive by a snake for a documentary. Who did this? Uh, Paul Rossoli. Paul Sonny. Rossoli, I think. Paul, I don't know. Rolly, Rolly who? <laughs> R-O-S-O-L-L-E. You just made that up. No, I didn't. You just said the first letters that came into your head, you lunatic. (laughs) Daily Mail, Friday, November the 7th, 2014, page 31. Thank you. I have sent you a photo, if it gets there. Um... A 26-year-old American took the precaution of donning a special snake-proof suit, which was uh, to protect him against the digestive juices of the snake. And it's going to be on the Discovery Channel, which will air Eaten Alive on December the 7th. Flippin' heck. I thought you might be interested. I would like... The thing is, though, uh, Sheila, it was an anaconda. I know. Not a boa constrictor, so... I know, but it's similar. Well, I mean, is it... It's a snake. I I need to... Can I just go to my producer and find out if it's similar enough? Producer Kath? I mean, it's big and long. Yeah. Yeah, anyway. That's a different thing. And and it eats them in a similar way, doesn't it? A boa... No, a boa crushes, actually. Yeah, Yeah, a boa crushes. Let's find out. But only to get purchased. (laughs) I have the audio. Uh, Actually, it's funny you should say this, Sheila. Yeah. We got sent the audio from um, that gentleman being swallowed by the snake earlier on, and we weren't sure whether to play it or not. Shall we play it? 
Go on, then. This is the actual audio yeah. of a researcher being swallowed by a snake wearing a snake-proof suit from the Discovery Channel show that's going to be screened soon. Here we go. I'm being swallowed <laughs> by a boa constrictor. I'm being swallowed by a boa constrictor. I'm being swallowed by a boa constrictor. And I don't like it very much. Oh, no. Oh, no. He swallowed my toe. He swallowed my toe. Oh, gee. Oh, gee. He's up to my knee. He's up to my knee. Oh, fiddle. Oh, fiddle. He's reached my middle. He's reached my middle. Oh, heck. Oh, heck. He's up to my neck. He's up to my neck. Oh, dread. Oh, dread. He swallowed my... Jonas has uh, posted on Facebook, Ian, will you stop saying gays? You wouldn't say straights, would you? Um, I think you have. I have said straights, haven't I? Mm. I think I have. Uh, Priscilla's in Luton. Good morning, Priscilla. Good morning, Lee. Yeah. Hi. <laughs> Sorry, I've oh, got a That's yeah. OK. You, you get it. Have you got it all out? Yeah, a bit. You sound terrible. Yeah, uh, yeah I haven't been feeling well. Oh, how long have uh, you had this for? Oh, for the weekend, for the past four days, yeah. Four days, and I mean, have you taken time off work, or you can't go into work with that, can you? No, my doctor is doing something about that. What's your doctor saying? He's giving me some tablets to take for that. Fancy having a steam? <laughs> well, have a steam? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I've been steaming my uh, uh, face off recently. Love a good steam. I'll get, I'll get it out. Gets it all out of you. I try, I try. <laughs> I still haven't got a higher register. I still can't go... <laughs> I mean, I can do that, but I can't do the... Uh... <laughs> I forgot anything up there! There's nothing there! There's well, nothing there. If you did that, you wouldn't be, you wouldn't be, you wouldn't be at work, would you? <laughs> well, well, well... <laughs> yeah. What you got for us, Priscilla? Yes, I, I was just going to say, I, this time, I think I agree with you. You know, you're not prejudiced. I don't think it's prejudiced because we are talking about the health and future of children. And it's okay for anybody who can lovingly look after children. It doesn't matter what sex you are. But the important thing is, if you go to the extent of having to breed children from different surrogate mothers in future, 20, 20 30 years down the road, the children want to know, who their biological parents are. And if you can tell them you're causing a life of misery for these children, and I don't think that is right. So do, are you saying you don't think gay men and gay women should have children? Oh, they can look after children. They can adopt children. But if you go to the extent of going to have surrogate mothers, you know, to get children, just because if you have that instinct to have children, then have it natural. But if, if you want to look after children because you love children, because you care, that's fine. But going as far as going to have other mothers... But, but, but I, suppose, I suppose the argument is, OK, and this is why um, heterosexual couples, this is why the straights have, children, have their own children more than uh, 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 adopt, because you want that child to be a part of you. You want that child to carry your DNA, your blood, should be you, you should be running through its veins. That is very true. And so you, are you, you, you can understand why gay men and gay women would want their blood running through their children's veins. Yeah, okay. In that case, then do it the normal way. What, the, the, the normal way being, what, to shack up the with a, ma- someone of the opposite you, sex? Exactly. But they're not straight. 
The guy. <laughs> yeah, but that's what I'm saying. But the, uh, the point is this: you there, are, you have sacrifices you want to make. If if you if you don't want to have Ooh, a child through good. that way, then you're going to have to sacrifice. Priscilla, you, that that's part a, that, of you. you know what? That's a really interesting word. Um, th- 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 you have to make sacrifices. I like that word. I think that Priscilla. Thank you. I want to go go to Tom in London. Morning, Tom. Morning. What have you got for us? Um, well, I think you're treading. You've got to tread carefully because you are on. A, there's a thin line between you being with you sounding like you, have, you are prejudiced towards this. Because I am prejudiced. So, yeah, I've admitted that. Uh, yeah, and I think you're being very open about that. But what is so wrong about you know if it's a loving, stable, gay relationship, wanting to adopt children? Because there is more than enough straight people in bad situations with bad lifestyles, bad lifestyle choices, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, having children by accident in unhappy, unstable relationships. You know, I know multiple what was the, what people. Was the, what's, the, what's the question? There was a question in there and it got lost. What's, what's the, what is your issue with gay people having children? What I don't know. No? You I don't, don't know. know. Well, if you, as I've been saying all morning, I don't know, Tom. I don't know. It, 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 I, I can intellectualise it. I can uh, go through it emotionally. I, I have no reason for this. This is a pu- prejudice in the purest sense of the word. Yeah, I see that. Um, you know... Like the woman previously said, also calling, you know, doing it the normal way. At the end of the day, there are plenty of children out there that need loving homes. Yeah. And if a gay couple can offer a stable and loving home, why the hell not? Well, I don't know. I have no, I have no argument against that. But too many people do. That's the problem. And like you were saying earlier, homophobia is rife in the UK and it's getting worse. But, really but are you not saying that I shouldn't express... No, I'm not saying you shouldn't. I'm saying it's good to talk about this. Yeah. But it's actually disappointing hearing that, hearing a lot of other people's views about this. Yeah. It is, oh, it's very depressing. Yeah, I'd agree with that. You know, but I'm, trying, I'm trying to get my head around why I think this, and we've not actually come to any conclusion, uh, and if there's a way of changing it. Tom, stay there. Jason's in Milton Keynes. Morning, Jason. You're right there, mate. What would you like to say? Uh, well, my view is quite, uh, it's, it's going to upset your corner, unfortunately, because, um, you know, you, you've, it isn't natural. I mean, I can get the fact that, yes, there are people, children that aren't wanted to be part for adoption, but we're not talking about that. Oh, we're actually talking about children being born to go straight into a gay relationship and therefore depriving a child of its natural parent, which will confuse it, and then later on in life, that child is going to want to know why am I different to everybody else? And while it might be fashionable, like micro pigs in handbags and all this sort of thing, I don't think it's right. Tom, it's fashionable. <laughs> micro pigs, these babies are micro pigs in handbags. <laughs> don't cry. Well... It just seems to be a bit of a fashion thing at no, the moment. No, let, let seems... my, so Jason, we've only got 30 seconds. Go on, Tom, your response. <laughs> Micro-picking handbag. Well, that's a new one. I must go on eBay or wherever you get one of those. Where do you get them? He, he seems to know a lot about what gay people do. <laughs> but he sa- he sa- his point is, Jason, uh, that, Tom, that it's, it's trendy and, and, and that it's just a fashion accessory not, for these gay couples. Not. Gay people suffer hardship and they suffer ignorance and they suffer prejudice like that all through their life. And they want to offer people a stable and reliable home where they don't get persecuted and they don't learn... The these things, because, you know, right. these, these kinds of opinions are passed out from generation to generation. It goes deeper than ignorance and Tom, unintelligence. Thank you, Jason. We've got 15 seconds. Do you think a gay take, couple could take, be good, good parents, take, Jason? It takes, it, takes, it takes a natural process of a man and a woman to make a child. It should be left at that, I'm afraid. All right, ladies and gentlemen, well, I don't think we made any, we reached any conclusions. It's certainly one conclusion I have reached is that flipping heck, a lot of... Um, we're not as enlightened as perhaps I thought we were. Thank you very much for, for indulging me with that. Let's get the travel. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. 
On the A1M southbound, there's two lanes blocked between Junction 9 for Letchworth and Junction 8 for Stevenage. That's causing queues to Junction 10 for Startfold because of an accident involving a lorry and four cars there. On the A421 between Marston Mortain and the M1 Junction 13, there's been an accident there and reports of that from Corlett David. Having a look at the speed sensors, it's not looking too slow at the moment on the A421, but it's looking very slow on the approach to the M1 and that area there. On the A404 northbound in Marlow, it's queuing between the Marlow Junction and the M40 Junction 4 for the High Wycombe Handicross roundabout and that's because of people avoiding problems on the M4. That's also causing it to be very heavy on the M40 towards London and between Junction 5 for Stogan Church and the M25. Get out of here! Get out of here! Go! Go! Get out! For goodness sakes! Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Ian. Good morning. Welcome to the JBS Show. I'm Jonathan Vernon-Smith. It's Monday, it's nine o'clock. And on today's big phone-in, 